Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, welcome to the premiere of the DC Action Hour. Uh, it was way funnier than I thought it was going to be. All right. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> my, I totally failed on that, too. My name is Jeff from Super Geeked Up. Uh, thank you for watching uh, our show here. This is our premiere DC Action Hour. So what we're going to do is uh, we're talking all the super cool uh, superhero shows uh, on the CW. So we got Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, so we're going to talk about all those shows, uh, seasons up to this point, the most recent episodes. We've got some other fun questions we're going to work in. I'm joined by uh, Mark Pyle from Genre Entertainment. Hello. Hi. And Danielle from Angsty Nerd. Hello, everybody. All right. Hi, guys. Hi, uh, <laughs> Awesome. Sorry. I was, we talked on the show before we started, folks, about like doing action sounds after our intro. And awesome job, guys. It was hilarious. <laughs> I was going for a Wonder Woman feel. Oh, were you? Okay. Uh, well, I, Wonder Woman's great. No, that's, that's, that's a good choice. <laughs> what were you going for, Marks? <laughs> um, apparently, Judo Chop guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, yes. Greg Berlanti just pitched that show for the Judo Chop guy. Judo Next Chop is, guy, yes. <laughs> he's going to add that to the roster. <laughs> um, well, they might as well put him in Legends. The show's already so ridiculous, I feel. <laughs> Oh, sorry. All right, er, early, early shot. I got off on that. <laughs> that one. All right, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, all right, we're gonna kick off though. Before we get into the specific shows, uh, we're gonna kick off with what we call our super tweet of the week. So if you want super geeked up, we like to do our geek tweet. It's kind of like that, where we send out a fun question to people online. And if you're watching live, by the way, please uh, chat along with us. Give us your answers to this and what you. Th- Feel about all the different shows as we get to talking about them. Uh, there's a chat in the YouTube right here, and there's also you can tweet us at Super Geeked Up. All right, our super tweet is: uh, What two characters would you want to have based like a romantic crossover? So if we characters from two different of these shows, these four shows we're talking about, if they could have like a romantic hookup, what two characters would you love to see have that? So uh, Danielle, I'm interested to hear your answer. <laughs> Well, I right off the bat thought this, and Francis on Twitter at, I think, AKA the other guy has the same brain as me, so we thought the same. And it's Kara and Barry that we wanted to see get together because the chemistry is undeniable and they're both adorable and they both can sing and they're both amazing. All right, Kara and Barry? Kara and Barry, Supergirl and The Flash. All right, well, hey, guess what? You guys share brains with some other people too. Russell Bredholtz on Facebook said Supergirl and Flash are just too adorable together. And Eros Orocha on Hunter's Realm on Twitter says, seeing the chemistry between them and the few meetings, my vote is Flash and Supergirl. Yes, wow. I agree with all of this. I can't, I, yeah, I agree. Like the first crossover last season, I thought they were just, their chemistry was fantastic. Like it was great. Um, They're just separated so, uh, from the world, so. <laughs> <laughs> Cross world lovers, they can't, yes. <laughs> Which is never going to happen, folks, by the way. I don't think that would ever happen, unfortunately, but... No, probably not. I think they would be a good match. I agree. I think so, too. Uh, I, and I can't wait for the musical crossover. Oh, yeah. Which is oh, next month, actually. It's coming up soon. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, man. We're going to talk so much about that on this show. <laughs> All right. um, anyway, Marks, who's your choice? 
Um, well, my joke choice from Super Geeked Up um, last week was um, <laughs> it was <laughs> mysterious sounds uh, was uh, was Green Arrow and Martian Manhunter. Green right, love forever. <laughs> but my my slightly more uh, more serious answer would be uh, would be an interesting take would be if somehow Huntress. Uh, made it over to the other Earth, and uh, she fell in love with a different vigilante, like Guardian. Might be kind of fun. Start oh, yeah. that is very—that's a very cool answer. Uh, <laughs> so you know what? You probably don't know this, but uh, Huntress is actually my favorite female character in comics, um, and uh, I think she's awesome. And I actually think they did a pretty good job uh, with her and Arrow. Actually, when uh, the early season when she was on, and I was bummed. I, I think they did they... until the, the last episode of Huntress. Uh, remind me what happened that one. Oh, I said, can you remind me what happened in the last episode when she was on? But you're muted, Mark, so I can't hear anything you're saying. <laughs> Sorry, going out, so I couldn't hear you. What you were saying either. So, what were you saying? Oh, okay. About uh, what happened in the last episode with Huntress? About that last episode, she got a little, uh, a little overly obsessed, and she shot uh, Arrow's cop girlfriend at the time and paralyzed her, and then went on the run. Oh that? shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> so up to that point, <laughs> I forgot about the cop girlfriend. Oh my god, that totally went out of my mind that she ever existed. Uh, so yeah, okay, you're right. That's too extreme. Yes, <laughs> but before that, it was pretty good. <laughs> and I actually really wish they brought her back. I kind of, I kind of actually. What do you think about that? I so I realized afterwards she actually went. The actress went the next season. Uh, she was played Mina on uh, Dracula. So she had one of the lead roles on NBC, but that only lasted a season. Oh. Yeah, so that's probably why she didn't come back on Arrow. But that was only a season. I'm a little surprised they, they kind of never brought her back since then. Hmm. Well, they might. I mean, they bring back a lot of people. They do. All right. So I like that choice, Marks. Very good. Uh, let's see here. So my, well, let's see. What, what do we got here? On, on, uh, oh, so on the live chat, we got Listers Made and Carrie Johnson. Uh, watching uh so thank you uh, thank you guys for watching uh he says huntress getting prison heat now did she go to prison did she get arrested i don't remember any of this <laughs> i don't remember that at all marks help us out i don't actually remember if she got arrested i thought she maybe escaped i thought she escaped right yeah. she always seems to escape or i don't know that's actually a good question i just remember right, going out, man folks. shot her shot the cops and like paralyzed his uh his girlfriend and I remember being like, she's like, oh, I'm paralyzed. We cannot be together. I'm leaving town. <laughs> End of relationship arc. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a superhero like show thing to do, like to get rid of a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I guess don't mess with Huntress, I guess. If you're man, she, if you're like a former lover of hers, like, oh boy, you better not bring any other girlfriends around. Isn't that like the second girlfriend that's been shot? Because Felicity was shot too. Not by her. Right, yeah. but yes, but oh she, yeah, and she Felicity was paralyzed. But yeah, she was paralyzed <laughs> though that time. <laughs> okay, so basically, if you date Oliver Queen, you're probably going to get paralyzed. There's a, a wheelchair in your near future as soon as you start dating. <laughs> uh, well, I guess on the uh, the reporter there, Susan kind of made out lucky then, which we'll talk about later in the episode. Most recent, she didn't get paralyzed. She's got something else terrible happen to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, in the chat. Um, uh, Lish's mate had said when I, I said I had failed the action thing. Says he said you have failed this hangout. Very nice working in Oliver Queen's line. 
That's good. All right, I'll try to do better. What are my choices here? All right, well, first of all, let me share some choices we got on Twitter and Facebook earlier. Um, Kerry jo- actually, Kerry Johnson, who's in the, the live chat right now, he earlier had sent, I like this choice, he said Gideon and Win, which I think would actually work out. That makes sense like, to me, actually. I'm thinking how perfect that is, because I can just see him just hanging out in the time ship, just like yeah, all he, smitten. He'd be t- yeah, he'd be, he would talk to Gideon all freaking night long, man. He'd be really <laughs> happy. You'd be happy to interface with her. <laughs> I think that'd be be fun. It's like uh, what was that movie? Her. Is that what yeah. It's called? Yeah, it'd be like Supergirl take of that. <laughs> when. Mm-hmm. And Mark Beltran on Facebook said Captain Cold and Indigo. So the the version of Brainiac, right? Played by uh, Laura Vandervert. Or how do you say her name? Oh. Oh, the blue, like the blue or Indigo X color, you know, from season okay. one. Oh yeah. Okay. She helped out what's she helped out what's his face or uncle or whatever that you know. Okay. I think I remember. I can that. see that. All right, let's see here. My cho- okay, my choices are uh so they're on different shows now. They used to be on the same show. Uh I would like see the best relationship I think Oliver has ever had, which he he's had a lot of very bad relationships, but I think it has actually been with Sarah Lance, to be honest with you. Uh, they've been together twice, and I think they have so much baggage, both of them, that, and they were also on that island together. Like, so she's the only one; they're the only ones who can really understand what each of them went to, went through. So I actually feel like that relationship was working. So I would like Sarah and Oliver to get back together. Yeah, that was that was a pretty hard shipped relationship, but I think since they turned- actually. Yeah, a lot of people shipped that pretty hard on. Oh, on all I ever heard about was Olicity all the time, which I never wanted to happen. I, you know what? I blocked <laughs> that so far in my brain, like it never happened. Just, <laughs> just, just that whole entire I think, season. I just imagine Flashpoint changed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe it did. That would be great. Yes, I would like. To, that's a good move. I would. I'm, I'll try to pretend it never happened either. <laughs> It's filed away in a deep, dark cabinet of my brain. Yeah, I don't get why so many people wanted it. I was like, no, no, that's like bad, bad move. It what? It was so. It was just treated so horribly. It threw off the whole dynamic. They had such a good dynamic before that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's gone to that weird spot, and now you can't ever get it back when you look at them yeah. on screen. That's the thing. Like Felicity used to be my favorite, and she they're never going to be able to recover her the way she used to be. I don't feel at this point. So. Yeah. Too far down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I'm- Twitter or not on live chat, sorry, not on Twitter. Carrie uh, Johnson says Ollie's relationships have expiration dates. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, all right, I think that's everybody. We got uh, thanks for sharing, guys. Some great choices there. All right, so now we're going to move into we're going to go through each of the shows here. We're going to talk uh, since this is our first show. We're going to talk a little bit about the current seasons in general. What we've been thinking so far, what we've thought about them. And then we're going to get into the most recent episode this past week. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with Arrow, right? Yeah. All right. Marks, you're going to lead us here in our Arrow discussion. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Like we didn't play. I like how you make it sound like we have no planning whatsoever. On the show. Like, yeah, we're just... um, so I think this season of Arrow, I think, has been an improvement overall versus the last season. Season four with all the magic and Damien Dark uh, was really just wasn't quite feeling like Arrow. Um, so I'm I'm digging Prometheus overall. I think the flashbacks are better overall, um, and it's still not. I still think the peak of their writing was in season one and two, but uh, yeah, but Prometheus 
has been good overall so far. The episode, the I guess it was the mid-season finale with Malone getting killed, uh, Arrow being manipulated, I thought was a really good, tragic high point in the story. And, uh, you know, and their, all their uh, team of vigilantes was a little rough in the beginning because we didn't really get to know them very well. But um, but they've been growing on me, Wild Dog especially. They've done a good job making him more likable. All right. I uh, You know what? I actually, I think, agree with almost everything you just said. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, I've, I've always really liked Arrow. And even when it hasn't been as good, I've stuck with it. And I agree. Last season was its worst um, season. Yeah. And, By all the uh, way, <laughs> <laughs> um, I should, yeah, Damien Dark. Nope. Um, anyway, yes, I agree. This they've definitely it's definitely gotten back on it. I think it's fun. It's footing again this season, particularly as it's gotten more to like this the halfway point in the midseason finale and, and after that. Um, I agree with you. I didn't know if I was going to dig the new team or not, but I think it is working now. Um, particularly when they gave like two episodes ago with more backstory and a wild dog that actually helped me get more behind him. Um, mm-hmm. So that was cool. Um, I didn't think I was gonna like the Russian flashbacks because I wasn't so big in that and his thing with that. But I'm actually am digging them, particularly that recently they've worked in Talia Al Ghul, who is one of my all-time favorite characters, and I actually think they're really doing a good job with her. Like we've only seen her a little bit, but so far I think it's awesome. Um, so I'm digging all that. I want to see more of her. And um, uh, I know Mark, you really dig the new Black Canary. I do too, actually. I think I think that character has been. Yeah, Finally, little, we can have a really awesome black canary. It's a little overly convenient in a way. Like I, uh, if I thought they were going to be so mean, I would think Prometheus uh, orchestrated somehow for him to fall, find a black canary. Which is like I got the scream, and I got you know pretty much everything to be black canary. Even a name that's it's my first name is the middle name of of the previous one. You know, um, I don't think they're going to do that though. But it was a little overly convenient. But besides that, she's awesome. <laughs> She so she's really kicked. She's a great fighter, and she has an actual powerful scream too. Yeah, which isn't and, like an, and a device, the performance, it's an actual real thing. Yeah, and and the performance she gives a lot of. Uh, she's got the the acting chops. No, she's got the she got the action chops with the acting chomps. Yeah, there we go. I get you. Well, I get you. Is her screech? It's lower than Laurel's was, right? Like Laurel's was more like a shriek. I mean, well, Laura's was amplified by her whatever device, right? Obviously, yeah. like yeah. electronically. And it felt like she couldn't direct it as much as as the new one can. The new one, it seems like she can she can narrow it down a little bit. And well, yeah, it. you're right. Probably her Laura's was probably higher because Laurel's basically just really hurt people's ears, right? They just like that's what it did. But this one actually like throws people across the room and like knocks them out. <laughs> yeah, so it's more useful. Yes, much more useful. <laughs> Way more useful. <laughs> Because Laura would do it, everyone would be like, "Ow, ow, okay, now I'm fine." Yeah. Yeah. She's got to watch. She gotta watch your throat doesn't dry up too much or something. <laughs> you carry like a water bottle on her. <laughs> or, like a thing that goes around your mouth, you know. That's the hats, the camelback, mm-hmm. ready to go. Yeah, the camelback. <laughs> or just just call it the canary back. No, I like that. Hey, <laughs> writers, you should use that. <laughs> And they're like, to defeat her, we must take out that take out her camel back, her canary back. Hand me the canary back. <laughs> uh, but Danielle, what, what have you thought about this season of Arrow? Yeah, I have to agree with mostly what Marx is saying. I mean, the writing was there for season one and two. Uh, season three was a little shaky for me. And season four has been filed away in deep, dark mind. It never happened in my 
opinion. Um, everything with Elicity and everything. But I think they needed something new. And I think what they said going into the season was now that Laurel's dead, it had to move the story more. So I think that's why we're getting uh, this new group of, of superheroes and vigilantes. And I think it really works with the story more. And I think they're they're doing very well so far. And I think if it keeps going this way, it's going to pick up. And, you know, all those loyal fans, I think, are going to return back to original Arrow. Cool. In the chat, Let's Mate says, Arrow is still too dark. Bring in a pie fight. He wants a pie fight and everything. He really loves pie fights. Uh, however, I would agree. <laughs> pie fight in the Arrow cave would be the most hilarious thing I've ever seen, possibly. Um, he needs a pie arrow. Shoots yes! Pie <laughs> that would be great. Dude, you know how much I would love it if um, <laughs> the showed up with Prometheus, he hits with a pie arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anthony also says in the chat, uh, we need to see more of uh, Thea. I agree. Thea's been very yes. uh, MIA this year. Bring back Speedy. I know, seriously. Yeah. She, and actually, like, uh, Francis and Josh actually did an interview with her at San Diego Comic-Con, and she actually said she really wants to get back in the suit. Uh, like, yeah, I really like her Speedy. I don't know. I'm not, I don't really understand that part, like, why they're not doing well, that. Well, she, she was back for the crossover episode, yeah. wasn't she? she was that, was, that was the only time, I think, this season she's been in it. Yeah. Just about. I don't know. She, she's my favorite character out of the Arrow universe, I, I have to say. Felicity was my favorite, but after everything they've done to her, it's, it's not going back there. Wow, I'm still totally with you. I think Oliver probably is still my favorite, but I was Felicity. And then, yeah, I, I didn't like Thea at all, but then Thea, like, became, I was, like, a huge Thea fan now. Yeah, I thought she was super whiny in the beginning. Oh, she then, was. She was so, so whiny. <laughs> she turned into such a badass now. Yeah, no, I agree. Which is why I want to see more. I mean, okay, she like, she's the mayor is whatever. I don't know. She's running his, like, office, basically. Right? <laughs> I don't know what her title is. I seriously don't know. <laughs> well, that's boring. Be a vigilante or run an office. I mean. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> that's not really what I want to see Thea do. <laughs> Uh, let's see, anything, uh, okay, yes, Anthony says she needs more screen time, let's see, Carrie Johnson says, I like the dynam dynamic of the new team, but they've lost two members, right, Ragman and Artemis, and Curtis is just backup Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Artemis, yeah, so she, she was, like, betraying them, really, the whole time, we found out. Uh, Ragman had to leave for some reason, I don't remember. Oh, suit's dead. Oh, that's right, that was sad. I actually, because I liked him. Um, and then it's Curtis still, will still might come back to life. Yeah, he so. probably will. Kurt, Marks and I have talked about this off show that we, I think you said this, right, Marks, that I did not like at all where they tried to have Curtis be like a fighter, like everybody yeah. else. I liked that he was the intelligent tech guy and computer guy. And so I, I prefer that now more recently they've gotten him back to that. Although they still have him fighting someone. I really think they should just stop having him fight at all. <laughs> yeah. I think Marks basically I, I just think, gets his ass kicked every time. Well, I think it's weird that the one the most experienced guy when it comes to fighting, they don't give a weapon. Like nothing. Like <laughs> all dogs got guns blazing. You know, Artemis had a bow and arrow. Of course, you know, Arrow's got his weapons and and Curtis is like I got fisticuffs, you know? <laughs> Except I'm no good at fisticuffs and you beat me up. <laughs> I, I don't get it. That's weird. Yeah. And, but I, I like him, though. He's like, again, he's kind of the funny, quirky, nerdy, you know, guy. And that's what I like. Yeah, I do. He's good. I also hate the mask. I've always hated Mr. Terrific's T-Mat. Like, oh, it just it sucks. <laughs> I just How much time it. does it take to put that thing on? 
Does he spray it on as he stays in the mirror or paints it on? <laughs> he uses a Q-tip. <laughs> Perfect edges. I guess. Sorry, yeah. guys. I'll be I'll give me a couple of hours and I'll, I'll join you. And I want to see a montage. We gotta go save the city. And then it's like a montage of him like painting and looking in the mirror and painting his face. <laughs> I'll be there soon. I gotta look terrific. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. All right. Any other? Let's see. Any other things to say about the season? Season in general? Nope. Don't think so. I'm trying to think. Trying to think what else has happened. I don't know. Uh, what's? Oh my god. What's? What's his name? Uh, oh my god. Why am I blanking? He's my like. Who's the guy who's always been with? You know, he started as Arrow's bodyguard. I'm blanking on his name. Dig. Oh yeah, Dig. <laughs> I'm so. I have no idea. I seriously could not think of it right now. Poor it was so Dig. Cool. I know. Because no, Diggle. Honestly, I think Diggle has been. He has been the one character from the beginning who's always been good. Like, oh yeah. He's been like the most consistent character I think in that whole show. Oh, he's had a good character growth. I think. I think. It, He's been the less loss out of all of them. That's yeah. It's his story hasn't like not made sense. Right. It's it's been fine yeah. in my opinion. I mean, they, they definitely they went dark with him last season, but that still worked. I thought okay. Well, yeah. and then Flashpoint ruined his life, sort of. <laughs> yeah. So. It was weird. I had a son. What? <laughs> Barry, you ruined my life, Barry. Is it ruining everybody's life? We'll get to that later in Flash. <laughs> Because uh, he has, a, it's a daughter now, right? That's what happened. The son is gone, and it's a daughter. No, yeah, I think. No, was it? Is it? A, or was it a daughter? Son. What? He had a it's daughter. Not, yeah, yeah, it's a son. Oh, he now. had a daughter. Now it's a son. It, yeah, that's yeah, if, right. If you remember, uh, there was a Legends of Tomorrow episode where they went in the future and they yeah, ran into an arrow. The yeah, son was that, arrow. I like that, that one. Son. Same like name that as the now John, son, John Diggle Jr. Right. I remember now. It's tough to keep all this stuff straight. <laughs> um, oh, Listers Bay says, I like how Arrow has made a little subtle references to Casey Jones from the T Turtles universe. But he, he means like a Wild Dogs hockey mask, I think is oh, what yeah. he's referring to. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah, I think Arrow made a comment about like, I like, I like the mask or something like that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Let's see. All right. So I guess, yeah, that's it. So Arrow's been doing pretty well. Um, all right. So we want to get into the recent episode. <clears throat> sure. So let's take a look at the episode. So the episode name is The Sin Eater. It's episode 14 of season five. Um, and I th took a look at, I like to like take a look at the names of the writers too. I'm just curious sometimes what they've written. So this is written by Barbara Bloom and Jenny Lynn. This is the first episode Barbara Bloom has written for Arrow and maybe for all of TV. <laughs> at least I couldn't find any other credits. Oh, and uh, Jenny Lynn, yeah, Jenny Lynn, has written uh, written for some other stuff, but she wrote Monument Point for Arrow in the past. Hmm. So, so in this episode, um, just to give you a brief rundown, at least in the beginning, uh, Oliver meets Prometheus's alleged mother, but she refuses to help. And meanwhile, during a prison transfer, Cupid, China White, and Lisa Warner, all from previous episodes, escape and go on a rampage looking for Toby Tobias Church's hidden stash. And uh, Arrow has a tough time stopping them because the ACU uh, get evidence that Arrow killed Officer Malone, and they're after him. So that's kind of a distraction. <laughs> and uh, and meanwhile, Susan, his girl, his reporter girlfriend, confronts Oliver with evidence that he's the Green Arrow, and chaos ensues. <laughs> so um, um, you may just go ahead and the good and the, what I liked and didn't like, and then you guys go ahead and chime in, right? 
Sure. I like how you said they went on a rampage, by the way. Rampage. <laughs> um, so I did like uh, they had this thematic link going on with sins, you know, the sin eater with Lance kind of taking on the blame for Lisa's sin of the crime she committed because he feels bad because whenever he admitted uh, that he had teamed up with Dark, Damien Dark, and betrayed everyone, that she felt like uh, that gave her free reign to go ahead and go become a criminal again. So he was. Uh, unnecessarily taking on that burden. And uh, also in a way it's Arrow's, Prometheus is punishing Arrow, right? Uh, over what Prometheus believes is as Arrow's perceived sins of, of uh, killing his father, if that's even his son, I'm still not hundred percent sure. Um, and also Thea, Thea commits her own kind of sin in this episode, right? When she ruins Susan's career in, uh, in, in an effort to protect Oliver, uh, which is pretty rough. <clears throat> So stuff I liked was I liked seeing Cupid trying to white again. Um, and I really like this new Black Canary like we talked before. I think she's, she's got a lot of potential. I hope, hope they spend a few episodes a little more focused on her. Um, also notice there's a couple new gadgets. I don't know if you noticed, like Arrow's little flare trick thing he did with the ACU to get out. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what he did there, <laughs> but it was good. Uh, I mean, when he shot the arrow and like the whole thing like kind of exploded in a way. Yeah, there's like this, like this wide arc of flares going yeah. off and smoke that was cool uh, and then and he had this uh, video screen on his glove whenever they they kind of uh sent him the video feed which is i think the first time i've seen that too um cool. oh and curtis got a new costume or got a costume upgrade or something i don't know if i like it or not um but that was interesting uh it didn't help him not get beat up though unfortunately um <laughs> 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 uh, so would have liked to seen more Cupid White China. I like Cupid when she's written well, and uh, hate to see Curtis get beat up again. They they made a little joke about that too, about somewhere like where Wild Dog punched someone, and he goes, "See, I would have I would have hurt my uh, strained my wrist if I did that or something like that." But uh, I think they just need to give him a weapon or something. Um, and I one of the things that hurt this episode a little bit, and it's happened a lot on Arrow. Um, I think they need to be careful about because they have so many characters is they they had a lot of plot lines going on at once even though they might have been linked thematically it, it made it made it feel almost like they're all b plot lines in a way um because they're trying to share so much time like because you got the flashbacks you got this thing going off lance you got the thing going on black canary getting becoming a cop and putting on the mask you got uh you got so much stuff going on um that i feel like could spend a little more time on a few things and um, and I've always thought Oliver was really weird with Susan. Uh, had, I don't know why he had such a blind spot with her uh, and was not very careful. Uh, I think you got to be careful reporters. They like to investigate, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so that's that's what I thought. What do you guys think? All right. Well, let me just share on Twitter. Uh, me has said that uh, Susan's password was one, two, three, four. Was that a solo attempt at humor? I actually, to be honest with you, do not believe that that character's password would be one, two, three, four at all. But wouldn't think so. It should be fifty-two, right? <laughs> ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it doesn't matter though. Felicity can hack anything, so I don't care what her password was. She would have been able to hack it. So, right. yeah, that's true. Well, uh, yeah, I, mean, I actually think this was quite a this was a solid episode. I liked it. Uh, uh, I think. Yeah, they did a nice job. Um, the um, well, so are you saying like, like he should have been more careful around Susan in general? Like, I don't, 
I don't have a problem that he wanted to date Susan, you know, obviously he wanted no. to. I mean, I knew that relationship is not was never going to last. Obviously, so like I, I didn't invest anything in it whatsoever. None of his relationships last. Yeah, right. Like we were talking. <laughs> but at least she didn't get paralyzed, so that's good. <laughs> right, right. Her career was just ruined. <laughs> um, I, I actually expected him to. I. It's funny, like I'll people are like ragging him sometimes, but he actually like. He could actually be very like not crazy at all, but I actually thought he was going to really go off on both Felicity and Thea, and he would have been well deserved to do so, I think, because they they definitely crossed the line. I felt in, in this regard, uh, but he was actually pretty nice about it, like in all things considered, to be honest with you. And he was even concerned about Thea, like at the end, turning into I guess a crazy person like her, their mother. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, maybe he wasn't as serious with with her as. They were trying to lead. I don't know. The whole relationship was kind of weird. I never quite got how he fell for her and why he left left himself so unguarded around her, especially when Prometheus is running around. We don't know what Prometheus looks like or who's working mm-hmm. with Prometheus. Didn't seem like a wise choice. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's part of his weakness. Maybe he's got a weakness around around ladies and such. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Lister's mate says Salver needs to go on Tinder. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> he, he's like, he, Oliver should go on Tinder is what Anthony says yeah. in the chat. <laughs> I think there's just more crazy on Tinder. Yeah. Yeah. Cupid's <laughs> on there. <laughs> but it'll just be like this. It'll be like, not dressed like, no, no, no black canary. Left, left, left. Oh, dressed in leather. Okay, good. Right. <laughs> Can scream real loud. Right. Okay. <laughs> Does she have a sister, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, Daniel, what did, what did you think? Well, I think my only problem with Arrow is that it's in a way of it can get too complex and too many storylines, as as Mark said, very quickly. So it's it's harder for me to retain all the plot lines and then the flashbacks and then try to come out the other end. Sometimes I'm confused and lost all the time. But, I mean, any episode with Thea is fine with me because... I just wish she would get back in the speedy costume, but um, I, I liked it, and I liked the new gadgets that that he has too. But I don't, I don't know. I'm not like the biggest fan of Arrow. I still watch it, but I'm just I get lost so easily now. Gotcha. I actually am still a big fan of Arrow, and you know, I, I don't know. I think I for, I think this episode worked well, at least for me, it did. And I like that actually. They take the time though to do all those. Like when he's talking just to Thea and stuff, like those personal relationships. I, I actually enjoy that. Like uh, that's actually some of my favorite stuff in these shows that they take the time to do that. Um, and um, so, yeah. And uh, you know, what, you, do what I do like though is that I do like that actually Thea has always been thought Susan was a horrible idea. Not that I think she did go too far here, but it, just how she's always <laughs> like ragging on her, like her and like just rolling her eyes and stuff. I don't know. I've always found that amusing <laughs> that she's always hated Susan. <laughs> Which again, I understand why she obviously she's actually been much more much smarter than Oliver and not wanting her to be around him. But. Right. <laughs> Your most vocal uh, critic as the mayor. Let's go ahead and date her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, but I, I think there was some really cool action in this this one too. You know, like mm-hmm. some cool stuff with China White and and fighting stuff. And I've always liked Kelly Hugh, and I've actually got to interview her. She's she's really fun. Actually, she's she's cool. Um, it's been a long time yeah. since she's been on the show, too. It has been. I think they said that. Like, didn't we arrest her like a long time ago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
See, now they, now they bring back Huntress, too. They bring back China White. They can bring back Huntress. They should bring okay. back Huntress, yes. Yes. Um, all right, yeah, I don't know. That's what I got, pretty much. Um, <laughs> oh, so we should rate it, then, if we're, yeah. if we're all done. I still want to see more Talia, though. This is all Anatoly in the flashbacks. I want to see Talia, damn it. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yeah. So, soon enough. You th yes, you think Talia's going to come back in the present, right? Is what you feel, Marks? Oh, almost certainly. I think she's, if she's, I think she trained Prometheus. Um, she even could be Prometheus, but probably not. Maybe she trained. I say trained. I can see training. I can see that. What, what I really want, and I don't think it's going to happen, is I would really like Prometheus to be Tommy. Like Talia, Talia like takes Tommy's body, resurrects him, has been training him all this time to take out take out Oliver. That would you know? be one hell of a twist, man. That would be. That's what I would love to see. I just don't know if they would do that or not. So <clears throat> I'd be down with that though. Because honestly, cool. it's like if it's watch call it's son and he takes off his mask and he's like, I don't even know who you are. Unless he's like there's nobody he could be, except maybe the maybe the A D, right? Uh, yeah. That's a good point though. Yeah, I do feel you're right. It kinda it kinda should be somebody we know, right? If it's just some random Dude, we don't, we never seen before. Like, who cares, <laughs> right? Yeah, Might right. Have somebody we know or have some connection to Talia or somebody else that's been in the storyline. Yep. I do like, I, just, I feel oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, and don't just introduce him like the episode before on a flashback or something. That would be <laughs> right. lame. <laughs> <laughs> I've told Marks this before that I do like that Talia came into the flashback stuff, that it made sense that how he was so good at fighting because he has been trained by her like that because Oliver is like the way they portrayed at least he's pretty much like the best fighter just about right like he takes out everybody just about or he holds his own against everybody so yeah. that makes sense that Talia was like part of the reason why he got so good so I do like that all right yes rating time rating time. so all right folks so what we're doing is uh we're gonna do it's gonna like be kind of like out of the five stars but we came up with these specific things for each show so Mark suggested boxing glove arrows for arrow, um, which, by the way, he he's never used a boxing glove, has he, in the show? Nope, just a salmon ladder. Uh, he did once. He, he put he put a boxing glove on the at the end of his arrow and shot it. it was a joke, <laughs> or well, not as a joke, but it was a joke by the writers. <laughs> okay, great. That's great. All right. So Danielle, how many boxing glove arrows do you give this the Sin Eater episode? Uh, I give it four. Four, okay. I also give it four. Yes, I thought it was a solid episode. Marks? Oh, my God. Marks disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. That was so weird. Oh, all right. Last, we got to talk about this once he goes back on. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Holy crap. Sorry. So what, Marks, what happened? Last point, Marks. So you don't know this, but on our, on our feed, you were there, frozen, and then all of a sudden, you just disappear, like, like you were the Flash, and you just <laughs> zipped out. <laughs> I didn't even know you left. It was amazing. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to keep that that power a secret. Sorry, I'm outed. <laughs> uh, that was a, wow. You have superpowers. Very good, man. Uh, in the chat, by the way, Carrie Johnson says Scooby Doo logic, right? Uh, I guess it was maybe like revealing like the the thing at the end who Prometheus is. Yeah, and well, we both gave. Yes. And another potential thing they could do, which I hope they don't, because it would be corny, is that it could be. Oliver or someone related to Oliver somehow uh, from Earth Two. Uh, that I actually wouldn't. I would be okay with that. I think if it was well, 
there's the evil Laurel. But that's yeah. why I think it's possible. That might be trying to warm us up to the idea so we don't think it's a I, land. I mean, unless it's happening, like, <laughs> correct? I don't think we've ever seen a parallel Oliver, have we? Nope. I don't think so. Which yeah. is weird that we've never seen one. So, huh. All right. Anyway, uh, Danielle and I both gave it four boxing glove arrows. What do you give it? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Um, yes, I give four boxing glove arrows also. All right. There you go. Right across the board. So we all dug it. By the way, one more question about this. Has been, unless I'm hallucinating, has there been some character that's not Prometheus who's going around shooting villain or criminals in Arrow? Yeah, it's Vigilante. I don't and know if they've called him that. Okay, because we saw him in this episode briefly, I think, right? Yeah, and I think in the next episode, Fighting Fire of Fire, it's supposed to be a big Vigilante episode. They're going to have a showdown with him. We don't know who this is, correct? They haven't revealed that? <clears throat> well, so the guy who's the AD, in theory... He might be him because um, besides clues, his character's name was one of the vigilantes. Um, but then again, that could be misleading us too. Mm. So they've done it before. <clears throat> okay. That's just kind of a weird thing that he just shows up every so often and just kills somebody. Well, it is kind of yeah. random. He has not been around very much. He just kind of pops up and yeah. Plot holes, plot holes. <laughs> Maybe he's Prometheus. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he has multiple personalities. He's like, today I'm Vigilante. Tonight I'm Prometheus. <laughs> right. That'd be interesting. Yeah. All right. There's That was Arrow. Now we're going to move on to Supergirl. Woo! All right. All Is right. that so Maybe a plane? <laughs> <laughs> so cheesy laugh. All right. So Danielle, Danielle's told me actually this is her favorite show of the four. It is my favorite show. It used to not be my favorite show. It used to be Flash was my favorite because Supergirl on CBS was terrible. The whole first season, I really didn't like. The pilot episode was cool, but the whole entire first season was awful. But this season is, it started out where it left off on season one, which is um, Guardian, I forget his name right now, but um, when they were together, yeah, Jimmy and Kara were oh, together yes. <laughs> for, um, what was it, 0.23 seconds? And then broke yes. up As, immediately. Uh, Mark's, uh, Mark's wife puts it, uh, the shortest relationship in history, I think, or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For 0.23 seconds, and then both broke up. And then we have the arrival of Monel and um, the Dax might. And then we have the new character, Maggie Sawyer, who has come in as a cop. Mm -hmm. And um, we have the whole Catmus to deal with as well. That we're doing, and then we also have First Guardian. Of all, you said Katniss. Katniss Everdeen came in like, oh my goodness! <laughs> That's yeah, they had the Hunger Games crossover. <laughs> Lasted also two two point three seconds. Yeah. Oh, Supergirl would just wipe the floor with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alien trumps throw an arrow. So, uh, yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a pretty crazy ride from you know Amonel to um, Roulette, who we saw who was awesome. And then now Katniss was behind bars. Now she's not. So, yeah. Yeah, so you've been digging this season a lot? Yeah, I think it's it's way better. I feel like the writing's way better. It's just so laid back. And I feel like they finally got it together. And I really like um, the whole dynamic of Monel. Is you know Is he good? Is he bad? Is he going to turn bad? And now that they're together, is something going to happen? Cool. Yeah, I agree. The first season I felt was very uneven and mediocre of Supergirl. 
Um, this has been much better. I've been very happy um, for the most part. The uh, the beginning of the season, and Marks and I have talked about this as well, but I loved the way they handled Superman. I actually thought was perfect. Like I couldn't believe they did it that well because I thought it was terrible the way they kept referencing him or saw his stupid boots like, just <laughs> on the shot, like he's the Wicked Witch uh, or something, and um, and we never saw him. So I thought he was great. The actor's awesome. They're were, they were dynamic, and the, those two together worked really well, I felt, too. Um, that was great. And then I, even after that, I felt they were in a string of really good episodes. Uh, after that, uh, I was digging them. I like uh, Lena Luthor. I like the, that actress who plays her. She was in Merlin before. Um, and uh, I dig that. And, her, and like the, you know, again, so it's a friendship between like her and Kara, right? And uh, is that going to work out? Is she going to go evil? Like that's, that's always, it's the same thing kind of with Clark and, and Lex, you know? So that, that dynamic is always very interesting to me. Well, she's adopted uh, too. Yes. So right. does the Luthers have that strong of an influence that she would still go evil? Or is it blood? <laughs> got bad oh, wait, blood. didn't we find out in this episode that Lionel Luther was actually her father? Yeah, she's half Luther. She's half. Oh, so she's right. half so sister she half. to Lex. Okay, yeah. But Lillian is not her mother, but that Lionel was her father. That's right. You're right. Yeah. But she didn't know that, I don't think, until this episode. I think she thought she was totally adopted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and she makes, Lillian Doe and Cadmus, I think they, they make a pretty good antagonist and, and villains and stuff, you know? Yeah, um, and, and, and Roulette, uh, who's still, I think roulette? she's, Roulette was the one that was writing, doing the Underground Fight Club, I think. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I think, is she still running amok? Because they went to that other planet. She was on an alien planet. At one point. <laughs> yeah. I think so. So I think, I think she's around. still on the run or they're Probably. trapped on that planet, but I mean, they'll get out, out of there. Yeah, yeah. I like, uh, I like how they put Wynn in the DEO this year. That's a perfect fit. I think for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. wasn't, I don't know how I wasn't totally big on Jimmy Olsen becoming guardian at first. Cause I just feel that all these shows, they feel every character they need to make into a superhero or a vigilante. And I'm like, no, some characters can just be something else guys. It's okay. Uh, but I'm okay with it. It's all right. And when it's helping them, that's kind of cool. Um, Sitting in the van eating food and yeah. still getting his head bashed in every now and then. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bad mugging. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. I, I do. I, for, the last few episodes, though, recent ones, I feel they have not been as strong and it's gotten kind of, it's been weaker. So I've, I've been a little disappointed in that. But overall, much better than season one. Yeah, I think these these are probably going to be their last little lag episodes before they start really figuring out the the end of the season. Right. So, Marks, what do you think? Um, I thought they did Superman really, really well. That actor was really good in Teen Wolf and uh, very different character. And played it really well. What's ironic is I saw him once uh, do an interview, like you know, last year or something. And he was more clean shaven. He had glasses on. I'm like, oh yeah, he looks a little like Clark Kent or something. <laughs> and then, so, those, but uh, you know, never thought he'd be Superman. So he worked out really well. Hope we see him again at some point. Hope we see Lex Luthor at some point. I feel like they're teasing him a little bit as potentially someday. I think it's, they got to work him at some point in the future, right? Not this, not this season, I don't think, but in some time. No, I would save him for next or something. Um, but uh, you know, Lex's sister is a great addition. I like that. Sorry to see Cat go. You know, I I liked her a lot more than I thought I would. You know, if she will. She'll be back though. She'll be back. Oh, she will. Okay. Well, yeah, for I, guest starring. Yeah. Okay. 
That's cool. And um, you guys liked her. See, I, I, I was so annoyed by her first, and then she kind of grew on me, and I found her somewhat amusing, the way she <laughs> said. <ridiculous. laughs> Overall, though, I still she was so very abrasive. <laughs> she was, but it was an interesting dynamic to have yeah. that you didn't see in superhero comics very much. Yeah, that's true, and it, they did have. I mean, it actually was a, a nice relationship between her and Carla. Like they actually did care about each other. So, well, that's that's yeah. Harrison Ford's wife, correct? Right. Yep. Yeah. Close to fall apart. She didn't really want to move from LA to Vancouver. No, that's the thing. Yeah. And she, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think Monel is a great addition. I think the actor has been really, really good. They've been able to play him up for both humor and, and romance really well, especially. Um, and, uh, um, yeah. And Cadmus and everything's great. I, I feel like, I feel like there was a, a bit of a jar, jarring sensation from season one and two, uh, both because of Jimmy, that whole relationship arc just dropped all of a sudden. <laughs> I almost felt like like you got two friends who like secretly like each other and then they kiss and they're like, nope, nothing there. <laughs> 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 or something. It was weird. And then um, also uh, the dynamic of, um, oh, th they were supposed to be looking for their dad and uh, and that just like stopped all of a sudden. Yeah, I kind of forgot. <laughs> yeah. Marsh Manor and uh, and uh, Supergirl's sister, whose name eludes me. Alex. Alex. They were like, "We're gonna go off and we're gonna find your, you know your dad and stuff." And then they're like, "Yep, we're doing missions again." It's great. <laughs> You're totally right. It's like we're gonna do whatever it takes. Uh, maybe next year. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was a retro effect of Flashpoint somehow rippling into the. <laughs> or, or, I don't know explains how. everything. Yeah, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I've I've enjoyed it, and I think they're got some good stuff. Well, and even a few of the episodes, but overall, really, really good. And Marcus, I know you you talked to me about this about um, the whole thing with Alex, uh, you know, oh, yeah. being being gay and, and Maggie and stuff. See, I actually so I a lot of times with shows, I think they handle this very very poorly. Uh, and the fact that I think a lot of times writers have no idea that the character is going to be gay, and they just decide magically make them at that one point, and that drives me a little nuts. But this time, I actually think it was handled really well. I actually totally bought like that she would be us in the girls, and I actually I thought it was actually handled very nicely. Like, and there was some really whatever the episode was where she kind of first realized that there were some really tender, like really well acted and well written moments. I felt um, I don't remember the exact episode, but um, I actually I don't know I I actually I totally dig that, and I think they're doing a really good job with that, which I like to see. Um, well, I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Daniel. Well, I just, uh, sorry to interrupt, but I just think that the it's the chemistry, I think, between Melissa and Shiler of Kara and Alex. I think the, the, such the sister bond between all of that, too, is very heartwarming to see. And it's just you, you just, it translates onto the screen, and it's one of the most beautiful sister bonds that I think I've seen on television. Oh, wow. No, you're right. They do do a really nice job with that. You're totally right. So I think the relationship itself was well done. The only thing that was... Uh, it was hard for me at first was it just felt like, you know, she's in her thirties. She should have, should have been that big of a surprise for her. not in this day of age. You know, that was my only point, but it, it works fine because she didn't have a whole lot of relationships in season one. And they <laughs> kind of, they, <laughs> they kind of, kind of flash pointed her, her history a little bit because there was one episode where they were like, she used to be a party animal and all this stuff. And then they kind of like, no, she's always been very serious about protecting her sister and, and being part of this organization now. And uh, their new revised version of her plays better for her not to have very many relationships. So she never really thought about that. And that's why it's taken this long uh, rather than being a party girl. So 
So yeah, I, w I went with it and, and the writing of the relationship with her and Maggie is really, really well done and really, really good. So, and really, I mean, and the behind the scenes thing is the writers just didn't know, you know, that was something they thought of season two, I'm sure. Hmm. Well, wait, the thing with her being a, yeah, was there's an episode where she was like in jail or something and then Hank Henshaw came, right? Or, or Martian yeah, Manhunter, yeah. I guess is Hank, right? Um, came and said like, I've got like a bigger purpose for you more or less is how that went. Yeah. And, yeah. And that, that's when she became like serious basically, right? And got her act together is the idea. Yeah, I but it, I think, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. It, I think it was for her father too. I think because didn't didn't he just like disappear and like she wanted to kind of find him and then you know be as good an agent as he was and I think it was this whole thing with with her father too. Mm. Yeah, I feel I feel like they were playing up this like she was really off course, but then they kind of don't mention that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, a lot of things get dropped. <laughs> it happens in TV, you know. When yeah. you first start, you're like, "Yeah, that was a bad idea. Let's not talk about it ever again." Right. <laughs> let's just pretend, pretend we didn't do that. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about this current episode, which Danielle is really excited to pronounce. <laughs> no, oh, gosh. I can't pronounce this guy's name to save my life. No, you can do the shortcut. Episode two thirteen is Mr. and Mrs. Mixie. I can't say Miss Lip Tip to I don't know to save my okay, life. Okay, I have so a question just... for for you guys. <laughs> I always pronounced it Mixelplick. I thought that's how they pronounced it, but they said Mixelpillick Mixel or something else. Mixelpillick? Mixel, yeah, Mixelpillick in the show. Mixelpillick. Yeah. He even, Mark, said, it, it, he even said, too, he's like, it sounds exactly like it, yeah. it, it spelt. And Mark's, that doesn't help. Mark, do you know, like, is, is that the correct pronunciation, what they did in the show? Or I feel like that? I've heard different pronunciations in that. Yeah. Uh, I think what we should do is just like pull audio from all the different shows and see how they just said it. <laughs> right. They all probably say it differently. All right, we'll just call it Mixie. <laughs> yeah, Mixie's easy. So the the small synopsis on this is when Mr. Mixie, a magical imp, shows up on Earth to and declares his love for Kara, she tries to let him down easy, thinking him harmless. However, he decides it's a challenge and starts to wreak havoc on National City. Cool, cool, yeah. Which I think I thought it was—I thought it was really funny. And I even from the watching the little promo, I thought it was pretty funny. Him trying to be Superman, and like he like turns around, he's got like the M on his chest, and she's like, "Really?" <laughs> but I—I I think it was a lot of good comedic relief, and I—I I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Just there was a lot of humor in it. I will say, like that's. That character, who's usually portrayed in the comics as an actual like small imp, like guy, uh, that's hard to do. So I think they did they did actually handle it really well. Like they they translated well the way they did it. Um, the guy who played them, I don't know the actor's name unfortunately, but I think he did a really good job actually. He he was very funny and charming in a ridiculous way, you know, and uh, he he sold it well. Um, yeah, so, Peter Gadget or something like that. Okay. So yeah, there's definitely some really like fun stuff. In this one, um, the uh, I'm trying to think what they could. Oh, actually, that's right. They had an A, B, and C storyline actually in this because they had Alex and Maggie. <laughs> oh, I hate Valentine's Day. Uh, and then and then they had which I liked, Win and Alien Girl. I don't. Sorry, I don't know her name. Uh, Lyra. I do know her name. It's Lyra, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lyra. yeah, it's Lyra. I don't know what species she is, uh, but uh, 
I actually was very happy about that because, like, finally, Wynn is finally getting with some somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's got to save himself for Gideon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so that was nice. Um, I do have some issues with the show, but uh, with this episode. But go ahead, Marks. I want to see what you think. Well, I thought Mixie was great. Um, I don't know the actor very well. I know he's he was on Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I think it's was he Donner wrote, Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I think he I think he made a good Mixie. Um, he had a nice range. You know, he, he brought that charm with just a little bit of darkness, mm-hmm. that we like from those kind of powerful tricksters like Q, for example, from Star Trek. You know. Um, mm-hmm. and there was some really good dialogue in there. It was almost, sometimes it was even subtle, but it was really, really fun. You know, like, uh, I'm going to par- paraphrase here cause I, I didn't write it down word by word, but like when you've been with the all powerful Mixie, there is no going backseat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some fun stuff like that. Um, and the Superman scene was hilarious and, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. He, he's Compared to the Smallville take or the Lois and Clark take or the Ventures Superboy take, I thought this was... Has he been in all those? He has been in all those. Oh, my those. God. I didn't realize it. Yeah, on Lois and Clark. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the Ventures Superboy one, I think it was Michael Pollard or something like that. He looked a lot like like they actually made him look very much like the classic version in the, in the cartoon, which does not play well in, in live action. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Uh, but I think he's really good. He might be. I think he might be the best best version of him. So, oh, about that. And they did the Hamilton thing. Uh, that was fun, of course. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um, but uh, Lyra or Lyra Stride from Starhaven seems interesting. Uh, Starhaven, yes, that's the planet. I'm still up digging Monel and Supergirls. You know, uh, chemistry of each other. You know, uh, relationship and. Um, I thought the uh, Valentine's Day thing was it was played out pretty well overall, but the idea was maybe a little a little cliche-ish in a way, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Maggie hating it so much. Uh, I mean, the reveal of why she hates it was very good, but um, but the fact she hated it first, I was just kind of like, roll my eyes going, oh my gosh, you know, it's kind of cliche. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing that I have a love-hate relationship about is I was kind of like, so this is the first time Mixie has apparently been on this world. And I'm like, I kind of feel like I feel kind of bad. Cause it's like, it's one of Superman's main nemesis. And like, but really now she's, he's Supergirl's main nemesis. He never met Superman yet. And that was kind of, kind of weird. It still played out just fine, but I was like, Oh, that's kind of a shame that, that Superman's I guess it's possible. Met. He met Superman in a different world. Uh, very possible. Yeah. He could have brought Superman to a different world, you know? They could. Maybe they met and then Superman doesn't remember. Who knows? It may, or did, maybe or Superman, Superman just doesn't like, talk hey, about it. Let me tell you about my cousin. You guys should totally hook up. <laughs> and that's how he knows about Kara. Next time she sees Superman, she's like, do you ever like, meet this imp guy? And he's like, I don't talk about that. <laughs> I think he'd be like, yeah, I gave you a digit. It's like, Clark. <laughs> uh, in the chat, Carrie Johnson says, if you live in a city with a superhero, move, villains will try to destroy your city. That is very true. Right? Yeah, absolutely. They don't attack. They, oh, wait, Unless you're Monument Point. You don't have super villains or heroes. You just get nuked. <laughs> <laughs> Was that the one that got nuked in Arrow? Yeah. <laughs> Random what? small town. Just get nuked. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which show did it where – oh, what was it? Or was it a movie? Do you, I remember there was something they did – oh, I think it wasn't Supergirl, actually. It was an episode of Supergirl where 
they show the things are getting destroyed and they show this father and son and he's like we should something about like we're moving back to Gotham, or we shouldn't have moved from Gotham. <laughs> it was hilarious because they're like, "This is like National City was worse than." Was I think it was one of the maybe the first episodes of of this season. I think it was. Yeah, maybe it was Superman, episode. right? One of those. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I think you're. I right. think I remember that because they're like, "Oh, we never should have moved from Gotham." <clears throat> All right, here's my one issue with this episode, and actually, kind of general. I want to see maybe it's just me. I do actually like Kepkar and Manel together. I think that's cool. But I don't get why they had her be so pissed off at him, okay? Like, basically, he was showing up to try to help her against Mixie, and, and she got, like, really mad, and he had to keep apologizing for it. And the thing is, when other people go to save the day, it's not like she doesn't show up and save him. In fact, she tells other people, stop being heroes, James Olsen. You're an idiot. Like, you have no business being a hero. So it was so hypocritical for me, and it made me not like her that much. And the only reason I've stuck with the show is because I adore her as Supergirl. Like, I think she's she's nailed it from the beginning. Like, that's what always worked in the show. And I feel like, I don't know, part of it is I don't think they know how to handle a relationship with her character and the whole mess with James Olsen. Um, so that's bugging me. And it's not her. It's like, it's the part of the writing I have the problem with. I don't know. Like, is that is that totally fine with you guys? Is it? No. I mean, like, I understand that, and I, I think that's the problem that I have with them, too, is that it seems like as soon as things are, like, fine, just some random thing, like, he does, she's completely pissed about, and it's, like, she'll be mad about it for, like, it seems like a week. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and, I mean, in all honesty, he was trying to help, in a way, of, like, getting rid of this guy, and he knew how to get rid of the guy by saying, you know, he had to say his name backwards to, to banish him, and then she was, like, completely offended by it. Right. And like he was trying to tell her, like, no, he is pretty dangerous, and she just took it in a way as, no, you know, you're just being like super mean, and that's mean, and you should go away now. So I, I totally understand that, and I'm. Okay. I wish that was the, the dialogue, by the way. You're being super mean, and go away. That's just how I picture her voice and her lines now. Yeah, because she's just adorable. But... I think we need to recut the scene and just put put that dialogue in there. <laughs> Just my dialogue. This I'm writing the show now. This, that's yeah. their dialogue. I think you should, I would be fine with that actually. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah. I think it was kind of nonsense in the way that they were fighting this time because it was actual real stuff, and he was concerned for her, and it was being like a concerned boyfriend, and instead of having a constructive uh, conversation about it, because Maggie and Alex kind of had a constructive conversation about it and yeah. figure their problems out, and Monel and Kara just fought about it. But I mean, I, I don't know if she was just acting that way because she was trying to protect him. Because in the end, she said she had tricked him. He, she wasn't, uh, Mixie wasn't the only person that she had tricked um, because she had to trick him too into believing she was mad. So, but she also said um, the first part she was tr about him being an obnoxious jerk or something or, or something like that. <laughs> You're being really mean right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this season she has had some moments where she's been a little. Uh, overly judgy, if you yeah. will, and especially with you know with Jimmy uh, and uh, and when um, and I think that extends a little bit with this because I think she felt like like she felt like Monel like when she said like I can take it that Monel not listening to that was like um, like she took it overly defensive I, I don't know maybe she used to being in charge perhaps I don't know <laughs> or has gotten used to being in charge um, but yeah. 
they pushed it a little bit too much for that. But that's it's become their dynamic a little bit. They kind of snipe at each other and and help each other grow in a way at some point. Yeah, I, I do like where the, her and Jimmy finally made up now because again, not just again, this just was not making her very likable to me. Where she was all no. like, yeah. so, well, they've done you that. Can't do this. I'm the only one who can be a hero. They've done that with Errol before too. Errol's gets a little overly judgy. He's like, you can't be a vigilante. You know, like with Dinah and stuff, or with uh, Laura. Uh, Laurel? Yeah. yeah, Laurel. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, being like, you can't Laurel, do that. I that part. See, Laurel, I totally get though, just because of their history together. Why he wouldn't, and because of Quentin, and you know, there's just so much baggage there. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about Supergirl right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Anything else about Supergirl? to add this episode i don't think so i think i'm just more concerned about remember the whole plot line of let's find father and then the promo for next week is like all of a sudden father's back so i'm concerned about the plot holes for going forward in the season now of you know why is it so fast and why didn't they make it a let's go find dad instead you know he's back but i'm just concerned they're rushing it i think it's gonna be a trick oh what do you think about cyborg superman Mm-hmm. Or kind Family of Opera. He's kind of dumb. <laughs> I think he's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. I just wanted to, we didn't mention him during the recap of the season. I was kind of curious. He's, yeah. I think he's just a cliche villain to me. Yeah. Would you call yourself that? Like, I'm Cyborg <laughs> Superman. It's like, it's like Prometheus going, I'm Cyborg Arrow. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah, it's totally ridiculous. The name's ridiculous. And it makes Jesse Quick look like a good name. <laughs> you know you want to be called Je- Jeff Quick. Jeff Quick. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Quick. It's ridiculous. Jeffy Quick. Uh, Jeffy Quick with the nest Quick. Uh, I do love milk. Milk is my favorite, and chocolate milk too. So I that would be very reasonable for me to see drinking the Quick actually as I sped around. <laughs> I would be like, that would be my like sponsor Nesquik as my superhero sponsor. <laughs> All right, I guess we should rank uh, Supergirl. We're doing capes this time, folks. I'm going to give it three capes. There was plenty of stuff I liked, but there is some issue stuff I have with her freaking being over dramatic. I think I'm going to go with four capes just based on the humor that I got out of it. Me too. I'm going to give it four capes because of the humor and Mixie. That, that went a long way for me. Make it memorable. You give it four, too? Yep. Okay, yeah, four. Cool. Two threes and a four. All right, not bad. All right. Now it's time to not talk about heroes, talk about legends. Oh, God. <laughs> so many words are going to be said. Yes. Um, I'm going to be right back in a second, but Mark, can you do like kind of just the intro here for this? Uh, the recap of the season first, though, right? So Yeah, do the recap. I'll be right back. So much stuff. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Legends of Tomorrow. This se- this season, so this season's been better than the first season. I feel it has has been a nice improvement in many ways. Uh, I think partly because uh, our, the the JSA was a nice incl- inclusion. Uh, Vixen joining the group was good. Uh, Nate or, or Steel, I think, has been a wonderful addition. He's he's got great lines, great humor. He's actually makes sense because he's a historian, so he's really useful for time travelers. Um, and the Legion of Doom is an interesting dynamic. They're more interesting than Vandal Savage was after, you know, a whole season. Um, and 
is interesting to see those characters and also see that reverse flash if i understand correctly reverse flash returning is a side effect of the flash point if, if i remember correctly uh, giving yeah. him a, a little bit of an out to save himself um we could see damien dark again we could see we get to see merlin again which is he's like always a good villain and uh and rip hunter turning evil has been an interesting fun turn um so yeah, it's been pretty good. I just don't, or been an improvement at least from season one. It's not, you got to forget about logic. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like in a way like Dr. Who it's all timey wimey, you know, uh, wibbly wobbly uh, logic. Uh, cause it, cause there's not a lot of logic in, in this show. Um, and, and unfortunately I don't know if I really like this. I feel like they, they fell a lot and for whatever reason in the stories and the writers have kind of just embraced that now. And they actually like embrace them being misfits. Um, I'm not sure how I, uh, how I feel about that in a way. So I don't know. What, what do you think, Danielle? Um, I don't, you know what? It's from the start of the episode with their intro. It's an awful intro. And I, we talked about this before, but I, I just, <laughs> I like their group and I feel like their group could be used so much better than they actually are. But there's just, there's so many things that are off about just the show in general. And like you said, logic is just thrown out the door. It's just a free for all of what is either comedic now or, or what makes sense. But I do like the evil Rip Hunter. I think that's really cool. And I do like Sarah Lance taking over as captain now. I think that's kind of cool too. Um, and especially, you know, everything that's going on with, um, I don't, you know what, Reverse Flash though, I think they should have picked one or the other, Reverse Flash or Damien, instead of doing both of them, because I just quite don't understand it. We're doing, are we on season still? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, Mark, you've already said your say about it? Um, about the overall season, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Mark says this, but, so Leibniz was the one show I had not been up on before this, so the last two weeks I watched all season one on Netflix. Um, and then, uh, I have not watched all season two, but I watched the first two episodes. I saw the invasion one, of course, cause the crossover and I saw this week's episode. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. I, for, I agree with you. Sarah, I've always loved Sarah, uh, Lance. Uh, I loved her on arrow. Uh, and I was always excited that she was coming over to this show. Uh, and I, I agree. I think it's cool that she's like the captain now. Right. She, um, but <laughs> Watching season one, and you know what? It actually got off to a fine start. I felt it was fun. I was like, "All right, I'm digging this." And then after a few episodes, I honestly, I can't think of a show that ignores logic at every <laughs> single minute that is on screen as this show does. Like seriously, they they just don't give a fuck. Like what? They, <laughs> they're just like, "We're gonna do whatever. We don't care. We don't care." Our team does not give a shit about preserving any part of the timeline. These are the worst time travelers I've ever seen in any time travel show. And I love time travel shows. So I've seen a lot of them in movies. Like, it's just preposterous to me, like this show. It just, it was so ridiculous. And, oh, God. You know, season one was rough for me to get through, to be honest with you. It was real rough. Um, and and they had some real bad characters. They have some okay good characters, and they have some bad characters. Luckily, they jettisoned a couple of the bad characters uh, after season one. Um, but uh, you know, the first two episodes of season two were such a marked improvement. Like I couldn't believe it. Um, the JSA episode was fantastic. I thought, like, I really thought they did a good job with that. 
the whole thing with uh, what's his name, Doctor Who, Nate what? What's his name? Nate Haywood. Haywood. Haywood Did and you say uh, Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, like, timey wimey, right? Uh, what's going on here. Uh, <laughs> but his, his grandfather, who's I, I forget the, his, the hero name of the guy. Anybody remember it? The JSA. Oh, his, like uh, Commander Steel or something like that. Commander Steel. Yeah, thank you. But you know what? That see, it's so funny. Like that was actually really handled well. His and well uh, written too. You know, and the JSA was was awesome and kick ass. Uh, so and I, but then you know, well, we'll get to this episode in a minute. But yeah, I don't know. I think I, the, but, thing that, the, the thing that bugs me the most is is how they can't keep just one cast just together. It's constant fluctuate of like, well, he died. Oh, well, she died. Well, that guy went that way. And I don't know what happened to that one. Well, this one's coming in this way. It's just, it bugs me when you don't have a constant cast and series regulars to have and constant people are leaving and coming back or dying and resurrected. And it's hard to keep up and who to actually care about besides Sarah Lance. Right. She care about Gideon. She's always there. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the problem. I think she's probably the best character. <laughs> the best character. Gideon is the constant in my life. Yeah. In the in the chat, Carrie Johnson says it's a lot of fun. Listeners may says the stories are great, but they do play house. Oh, he, he thinks they kind of don't treat the audience as smart enough, though, uh, which uh, could be true. Um, yeah, we, I think you kind of nailed it, though, Danielle. I mean, a big problem is I don't care about the characters. Um, like I like Sarah, but I'll be honest with you, I actually don't like Sarah as much as I did on Arrow because I think they've somewhat made her character look crappy. I actually think anybody who goes to Legends, their character becomes worse. To be honest <laughs> with you, yeah. Um, so yeah, but like, I mean, like Rory, he like he actually kind of works. I feel because he's the whatever, he's the villain, and he's always you know mouthing off, and that kind of works. But I just don't really give a crap. And like, like what's his face, Martin, uh, Doctor, Doctor, oh, Doctor Stein. I liked him on Flash. He was good. And now, like, I, I, they just, every episode, they feel like, let's make him an arrogant jerk. And I'm so smart. Ha ha ha. You yeah. stupid idiots. I'm like, let's him, let him make him hate the daughter that he, like, now has. And I don't know. Just yeah. like Ray, too. Ray was really good at, on Arrow. I, yeah. I really liked his character. And now it's, uh, is he even considered the Atom anymore? Because he, like, barely just doesn't use the suit anymore. And Ray Steve is determined yeah. to mess up history as much as possible. That's what, that's what <laughs> it seems like it, yeah. <laughs> I have to have an adventure now with this person, with these guys. <laughs> yeah, that, that's part of the problem is they took a bunch of characters from the other shows and they kind of dumbed them down a bit. Because um, if Sarah was as dangerous as she is uh, and as intelligent as she is on Arrow, you know, she not do half the stuff that make made half the mistakes she's made. Same with Ray, even though Ray wasn't a great fighter, he was very intelligent and he's uh, a genius. They, yeah. He's and a they genius. downplay yeah, he, he makes dumb mistakes all the time. You know, he's always okay. falling for traps. Um, <laughs> all the time. You pretty much know like, boy, you shouldn't do that. I bet he's gonna do it. Yeah, I, I don't know why why they do they feel I guess they feel they have to do that because they're an ensemble cast so nobody outshines anybody but there's a better way to do it than that. Well, yeah, no, the thing is, I think the show like they're so interested in kind of doing cool shit, which like this most recent episode with the lightsaber. Oh um, my god, drove me nuts. Uh, anyway, but like 
that right as, as a filmmaker myself like i'm all about the story and the characters you got to serve the story and the characters right that's what it's got to be about and to just to do stuff because you think it's cool no like and that's what i feel like you every episode like let's just this looks cool this will be cool we'll just do this let's throw them in this time and like and they and the characters is sec are secondary you know and the story like and that's like that's why the show's not working i feel yeah i feel like it's it's spent a lot on like the wardrobe and how they should talk and how it should be funny yeah. the way that they're talking in the production yeah. design yeah like, yeah and the production value like the historical stuff is i think fine actually in terms of how they the errors and stuff you know how they portray them yeah it's not cheap i'm sure no that's a, you're right i'm sure it's not because <laughs> i will think, think another thing about sarah and marks and i've talked about this too like but <laughs> why so apparently from what i've seen so far every famous woman in history is apparently either a lesbian or a bisexual <laughs> and they all fall in love with sarah right like i, I, I realized after ridiculous after watching this last episode i realized sarah is the captain kirk of legends of tomorrow <laughs> but so it's romancing okay. people it's first off i have no problem with any of that and i'm actually writing multiple stories with like gay and bisexual characters as the main characters right so i'm all about that awesome great um but can you do it in not such a ridiculous way um like i don't know i have so many issues <laughs> like, well, it's turned into a running gag is what, what they turned it into but yeah. also here's the thing it's not faithful to her character right if we go back to arrow sarah was with oliver and she was with nissa right mm -hmm. and and both of us particularly with nissa it felt like a very very serious relationship that meant a lot to her okay since when did sarah becomes the, the captain since when did she become captain kirk and she just sleeps around with everybody like i'm okay if that's her character but then, like it doesn't fit with what i know from her for arrow you know yeah, yeah. and that just uh, i just i i hate when they're not consistent with it like if it's part of the arc fine but this just feels like you're right like hey it's a fun gag we're gonna do I think it's been the gag since the season opener of, of season two, because it was the whole, what, where were they? Like, oh, in, the queen of France. Yeah. The queen of oh, France. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think we, yeah, we just found that and ran with it. That was ridiculous too, that she would be the, like the lady in waiting to the queen of France. How that person would have been with her for years. She just shows up one day and I'm, she's, the, <laughs> she's like the servant to the queen of France. All right. I don't know. Plot holes. Just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> All right, I guess I'll talk about this current episode. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yes, Marks. That's, that's the you. Sorry. I know I'm lagging for some reason, so sorry about that. Um, I'm hoping my computer is not going to crash or something here. Okay, so this newest episode was episode 12 of season two called Camelot slash 3000. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> I was hoping it was Camelot 3000. That's what I um, wanted. Uh, it was written by Anderson McKenzie, who uh, wrote River of Time and Marooned episodes. Has written for like Scorpion and Tomorrow People. And mm. uh, so in this episode, Rip Hunter tracks down Dr. Midnight in the year 3000 uh, to gain a piece of the Spear of Destiny. Unfortunately, also kills him. Um, Gideon. And the team arrives too late to save him, unfortunately. So, but Gideon locates the next fragment in medieval England at, in 507 AD, where they discover King Arthur and Camelot, 
which is not historically supposed to exist. Uh, and, and they discovered that Merlin is actually Stargirl because apparently the JSA, their last mission was the JSA each took pieces of, of the spear uh, to different timelines to protect them. Um, but there's a black knight lurking around with, with I guess, a wizard, apparently, enslaving knights. <laughs> and it turns out that black knight is Damien Dark, and the dude enslaving those people is is our evil Rip Hunter using some future tech. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, some good things, or some things I enjoyed. Um, I mean, I really like Nate still. I mm-hmm. like his dialogue a lot. I love how it bugged him so much that Camelot was real. <laughs> Yeah, I go yeah. like that as a history man. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really funny, and and the whole like I'm dressed, you know, legit for this period, and I'm not a leper, and they all think, you know, don't take in the leper, and I'm not a leper. That was funny. <laughs> um, really digging the evil Rip Hunter. They made him really evil. I mean, he's he's uh, he's killing people left and right, um, and and very clever. Um, maybe cleverer than he was, but he's good. Why is it that every time people turn evil, they get smarter? That's very true. (laughs) Um, uh, And then, you know, and then I realized also while watching is Sarah is Captain Kirk of Legends, you know, fitting, especially since she's a captain. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, Rory getting the device to work besides Stein was pretty funny too, I thought. Um, I I don't like how how dumb they make Ray act. You know, not only was he like, overreaching his capabilities here to try and take on dark uh, by himself. But, but I mean, he just put the team in danger and everything. I mean, it's just, it didn't make it in its history too, I guess. Uh, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and even though it was kind of corny and dialogue with the lightsaber, I still thought it was kind of funny. Uh, the whole, like, it is a saber made of light. Just don't call it a lightsaber. It's trademark. arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny over the top i know but they also had george lucas on a few episodes back so maybe that's why i found it. right um and i like seeing more jsa sad that they just killed dr midnight though and yeah what do you guys I got, think i gotta again i haven't seen enough all of them but i wish they just kept the jsa in the time in the 1940s where they did you know i kind of i don't know i don't think this is working as well throwing them all across time like this uh i felt star girl was kind of we didn't see a lot of Star Girl in episode two, and I don't. Maybe she's in other episodes. I don't know this season, but I don't know. It didn't feel like consistent to me how she was before, but I guess we didn't see a lot of her. Uh, yeah, and yeah, you're right. The, the Ray thing drives me nuts. The fact that like I love. By the way, I, I, the King Arthur myth is awesome. I think it's great. Uh, I've always been very fascinated by that. Uh, but the thing is saying, oh yes, I'm so enchanted by this myth. I must go participate in this battle and screw you guys. And I don't care if you're like, <laughs> but I screw up everything in the history and everything. Like no, it's it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I just that's what right? me on the show. And then going after Damien Dark and trying to fight him by himself was just really yeah. dumb. Okay. I would have been really dis- if he won. I've been like, come on, no way, he would not win. He's like a he was Ra's al Ghul's like arch enemy. He's as, as tough, almost as tough as Ra's al Ghul hand to hand. No way. Did that scene remind you guys of anything though? I don't know. The Ray, scene was Ray, Ray the lightsaber. In the snow, fighting something evil. Oh, Force Awakens. Ray and Ray. Oh. It just ah, no. Copy and wow. paste. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's exactly what I thought. They just took like the plot from Star Wars and just threw it in the middle there. 
Well, there you go. Ray is kind of like Finn. He has no idea what he's doing with a lightsaber. Uh, and it's Damien Dark of the dark side. <laughs> right. And don't forget Sarah Lancelot. Oh, oh so sad. Oh, so, yes. I, I groaned. <laughs> Uh, it was. It was. I don't know. I guess they're so like on being hilarious at this point, and I think that everyone just treats this show as like a joke because it is a joke. And I think the writers are just like, like you know, let's throw in the cheesy jokes. Let's have Ray just be this complete weird dork, and the only rational person in the show is going to be Nate, who's the historian. That's the only <laughs> rational part of the brain we have left, <laughs> and nothing else makes sense ever. That's that's how they make this show. Uh, I totally agree, and that and that's why I can't. I mean, I guess you know, and I'm sure for some that's enough. You know, just say let's have some fun and okay. But like for me, because they treat everything like a joke, like we said, I I don't care about the characters now because of that. I don't care about your story. Like so, when you try to get serious or you try to make me somebody dies or feel like I'm like no, I don't care. Good, they died. Great, they sucked. Uh, like because everything is a joke. Like how you can't. How do I care if it's all a joke? You know. Mm -hmm. Well, if Ray died, that would have been the most stupid death in the world. I've been yeah, like, I but I wouldn't care. Oh, I actually would have been like, great. Now he can stop fucking up the timeline. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, this this worries me going into like, how how do you pull a season finale out of this? How, how do you make a serious season finale that makes me want to come back for a third season that you already got renewed for? I, I, don't, I don't know. And like, what other timelines are you going to do in season three? How does this work again? Because they've they've already done cowboys, they've already gone to old France. Now they've done the medi medieval times. They've gone to three thousand. So wh where where are you going? Dinosaurs. <laughs> well, which Ray was in briefly. I think was yeah was Ray in or Nate? Ray was. Ray. Nate okay. saved them from there. So it's where where are we going? Oh, and they went to the forties already. So, and they already did um, Nazi zombie Nazis. I don't yeah. know. Oh, they did Nazi zombies? Yeah, they did Nazi zombies. <laughs> of course they did. Uh, in the chat, Anthony says, uh, he he says, as a the writers obviously have never talked to a ham radio operator because he said, in the, they said, a device that transmits and receives rather than just calling it a transceiver. It's like he, he didn't like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Science is in their strong seat, I don't think. <laughs> even, though they, even though two of the characters are supposed to be two of the most brilliant scientist probably on the planet with Ray and Dr. Stein. Well, so the thing about time travel, what's funny is when they did the time travel thing on Flash in the beginning of season two, because they were just like, they really sugarcoated the effects of killing off the ancestor of reverse Flash. You know, that should have changed everything, right? They just kind of ignored that fact in time travel. Um, and I was like, well, maybe they won't do any more time travel because they probably shouldn't if they can't, you know, resolve the logic better than that. And then they announced, Legends of Tomorrow, it's all time travel. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> like, how can, Leg how can Flash go back, save his mom, and totally mess up the timeline, totally, after he fixes, you know, relatively fixes it, but yet Legends can go around in time and, like, kill people left and right and change history and stuff apparently and it doesn't have any real side effect yeah, apparently right. the butterfly effect does not mean anything at no, all. no 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 everywhere they go they show their powers off and their suits <laughs> everywhere they go instead of turning the ship only becomes invisible when it lands by the way it's always visible flying all over the place <laughs> so everybody can see it yeah 
Well, what happened to the plot line of, of the Barry message that they had in the crossover episode? Did that just get dropped entirely? That Barry sent them that message of don't trust anybody, not even him. I, and it was I, this... think they, I think they tied that in Invasion somehow. Did they? Because it, it was supposed to be this big either. thing that Firestorm listened to. Yeah, I feel like when they all had a crossover, they had them listen to it secretly at first because they thought it had to do with this. Which doesn't that, really make a lot of sense, but was that just the unveil of Flashpoint, or was that is that? Oh how? well, maybe. Well, no, I think it was after Flashpoint, right? I think it was, but I think it was like the the talking point of how Flashpoint happened, and then that's how Dig found out about. Oh his yeah, kid. I think you're right. So maybe it was that, but I thought it was like something that was supposed to be more. I was like, oh great, finally, like the Flash is going to set this thing straight, and it's going to be like this great like plot, and. It just went the other way. Yeah, it was a little, bit, a little bit of a letdown how that resolved. In the oh. chat, uh, Carrie says, "Back to the Future." I think for the show going there, and then Lister says, "Bringing Doc Brown would be an improvement to Legends." Well, yeah, that <laughs> anything, anything would be improvement at this point. I think, but I think if you just gave Ray. He's pretty much already there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's on the crazy level, especially the way he acted in this episode. He's already. Oh, charging yeah. into war and just like being so teary-eyed of what you know it was at that brave heart moment of you know let's get the troops riled up he's no brave heart <laughs> no no i wouldn't follow that guy anywhere <laughs> but also that's the thing and then the whole of course they have the whole debate about i mean the whole message was supposed to be right oh you should go with your sentiment over over the tactics and strategy yeah i guess <laughs> that's the theme yeah Great. And but here's the thing, like, no, Ray's just basically putting everybody else in danger and fucking everything up as well. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That was uh that was irresponsible to say the least. Just change the show from DC Legends to watch Ray screw up time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great title, actually. <laughs> Would you call it Ray Point? Ray Point. <laughs> there we go. Right. So what so what we rate it? Oh, uh, we're gonna do Gideon's. We're doing right. Mm-hmm. Yep, Gideon. I give this two Gideon's this episode. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna give it a one Gideon because I'm just tired of their oh. shenanigans. All right. Wow. I, I tried to. Yeah. I did. What are you going? I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna give him two and a half Gideon's because I. I... <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. I can't even get to average though. This one. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna have to. Um... Step it up a bit in their in their writing. They they got everything else going on. They just need to get the writing right and be a little the balance of the tone a little better. The only thing I like out of the series is like the really dark turn of Rip. Oh, that's of, of good. Captain Hunter. Yeah, that's the only thing that I think the show has going for it, and that's the only thing they. That's probably the season finale is turning him back to good. But honestly, I'd rather him be the evil villain they have to face forever. And I, I haven't seen those episodes where that happened, so I don't even know how it... That is, that is actually Rip, though, not like a parallel Rip or anything, Universe Rip? No, he's like he's like brainwashed. Okay. Into in being... Because he was... They were all scattered through time, and he was like this old Hollywood director, and the bad guys got to him first, Reverse Flash and, and Damien, and just like messed with his brain, and now he's super evil, and I he, super, super enjoy him. He was in film class with George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. Was he actually? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny, I thought. Nice. <laughs> um, 
I also haven't seen the. Uh, I know there's a Legion of Doom episode, and that's. But are they using any of the actual classic Legion of Doom, or is it just Damien Dark and Reverse Flash as Legion of Doom and Merlin? Merlin. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? I thought Star Girl's Merlin. No, no. Um... Oh, Malcolm Merlin. Yeah, Malcolm Merlin. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Malcolm Merlin's awesome. I love him. Yeah. It's those three, and I guess Dark Rip, Dark Rip Hunter, or whatever you call him. Okay, well, that's not the Legion of Doom at all, but all right. Uh, <laughs> not not even close. Well, what's funny there is that they decide as a joke to call him Legion of Doom. They're like, it's. I saw it once in a Hanna-Barbera cartoon is what they said. But somehow, and I'm not sure how, like the bad guys start calling themselves Legion. And I'm not even sure how they made that connection or decide to call themselves that. But, um, oh, well. <laughs> is Merlin... Because certainly Merlin is like fantastic. I think is he still? Do they mess him up too in Legends? Did they ruin him, or is he okay? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, I think cheesy lines and just cheesy oh, okay. behavior. Uh, I just it feels like the writers from DC like went into the trash and was like, "Are you not using Merlin anymore, or or Malcolm, or Reverse Flash? Can we take them?" Yeah. Then does this make the show better? No. Okay. <laughs> right. Just like, like, how do we, we'll just keep throwing new characters in until we finally get something like the dumpster diving of uh, screenwriting <laughs> yeah I don't know alright anyway All right, that's it for Legends let's go to my favorite one which is Flash Woo! yeah so uh, we are on season 3 of Flash of course we'll do a little uh, overall season thing talk first so um Season one and two of Flash have been my favorite shows. Like that's been my favorite show the past two years. I think both those seasons rocked. They were awesome. Um, like the writing, acting, just everything. I think was just working. So everything was clicking. Uh, I was before season three started. I was a little worried about Flashpoint, which is what you know, of course, happened where Barry went back and saved his mom, and then oh, a bunch of changes happened, which weren't so good. Um, <laughs> um, and I was actually worried about Flashpoint being weird. And I'll be honest, I actually think the first half of the Flash this season has been rough. It's definitely with declined. Uh, I don't like, I mean, first off, Flashpoint like wrapped up very quickly, except for, I guess, the after effects, right, of it. Um, and then, and then you know, so the characters, there were small changes, right? Um, I like that Caitlin has the Killer Frost vibe. That actually, I think, is very interesting. That I'm cool with. Um, and she's her struggle with that. The thing with Cisco, I absolutely hated where... You know, obviously, Bear, his brother is now dead because of what Barry did. And Cisco was so depressed and pissed at Barry the entire time. And we didn't get to see any of that fun Cisco and the humor involved, right? And I was just, oh my God, I did not want to see that. I don't, I did not want to see that at all. So that was a bummer. Um, while I got his powers, of course, right? That was cool. That's all good. Um, we got, uh, what do they call him? HR, right? The Harrison Wells, they call him HR in this one. Yeah. HR Wells. Yeah. I wasn't sure about that one because actually the, um, Earth 2, Harrison Wells is my favorite. I love him. But I, I think HR is cool. He, he puts a nice like comedic touch to the team, you know. I, I dig him. Um, and uh, I don't know. Joe's dating some district attorney or something, right? And um, I don't know what else is happening. <laughs> oh, she's probably Prometheus. What? <laughs> I said she's probably Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus. <laughs> right. And we have oh Savitar, right, who's another speedster who looks like some kind of weird alien thing in a way. Uh, and we had Dr. Alchemy, of course, it was Julian. And Julian was the most obnoxious, annoying character I've ever seen, possibly. And I fucking hated him. Uh, now, finally, he's actually bearable. And since he joined the team, kind of. Uh, and he actually, he's okay now. 
Uh, I swear to God, I couldn't stand that character. Uh, frankly, that he Barry, he was bossing Barry around because with the changes, he's the head now of the freaking thing, and Barry's like the assistant or whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. So that's that's kind of what's going on. And now the main thing, of course, the thrust of the season, I guess, around the mid-season, right, is where he discovered that uh, Iris is going to be killed in a few months by Savitar. So they're they're all trying now to save Iris by making changes to the timeline. That's kind of where we're at. So anyway, what I don't know. What is it like now? I feel like midseason kind of on. I feel they're back on track. Like Cisco's fun again, and they're back on track. I think going in a good direction, and we have a, a clear goal now, trying to save Iris. Uh, but the first half, I wasn't so hot on. What did you guys think about the season so far, Daniel? Did you guys hear the Harry Potter joke though? Since it's Tom Felton. Oh shit! What was it? Uh, what, I don't know. What was the Harry Potter joke? Well, it was it was something going around Twitter. It was like, so you're telling me that. Julian serving a dark lord. It's like we haven't seen that from Tom Felton before. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was well, yeah, like, and, uh, in, a, in the Comic Con panel, Tom Felton. Uh, well, I like Tom Felton, by the way. He's yeah. cool. Um, and uh, he said, like, on the panel, he's like, oh, the last time I was here at Comic Con, it had to do with a lightning bolt, too, like a lightning scar, like on Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many similarities. Yeah. And he said, if they were ever going to make a Harry Potter joke, that he would want to be the one. To probably correct Cisco on the the property of, of a Harry Potter joke if they bring it up. Nice. <laughs> but I think you know, th- th- like you, I would have to agree with you what you said in the beginning of the season. I was super excited because it was Flashpoint. I wanted to see how everything was, especially him having his mom back, and it was happy after being sad for so long. And then it just felt like they had slipped and tripped and smacked themselves in the face and it got super dark and I'm just not used to uh, the flash being super dark. So I think that was kind of weird for everybody, a weird twilight zone for everyone to go into. And especially Cisco being super dark and no one's used to that. And so that, I think that was kind of hard, but now that they found their footing and this whole Savitar thing and the Iris West thing. So there's a purpose now to all of this stuff. And it doesn't feel like empty episodes. Um, so I, I'm glad that Cisco's back, and I'm really excited about Killer Frost. I really enjoyed her, um, even if she was just pure evil from Earth Two, or it's now you know a split personality that Caitlin has. And I'm really excited yeah. to see um, you know who's going to be this bad guy because they had that vision of Killer Frost and um, Vibe fighting. So it was kind of you know who's the bad guy here? Is it Killer Frost or is it Vibe who turned? Hmm. Yeah. Mark, what do you think about this season? Yeah, it got a little dark in the beginning uh, as the repercussions of, of uh, Flashpoint. Um, I, I think it's better that they wrapped up Flashpoint really quick than let it go too long because it would just been annoying whenever they fixed it. And, and it would have been hard to watch it in the other shows in the shared universe to not wonder like how that was supposed to be affecting everything. Um, and when they did Witchblade... Season two of Witchblade, they did a whole reboot and it, it bombed terribly. So be careful. Wait, Witchblade, they did a reboot of season two? Oh, they did. Oh, yeah. They? they changed time and, and season two, like, basically rebooted the whole show. I don't think, yeah, was, I think I've only watched season one. Yeah. Because it wasn't very good. You should stick with that. <laughs> you know what? You know, they're, they're, doing a, they're working on a new Witchblade series, actually. You know oh, that? well, that's good. It has a lot of potential. Um, it does. So I didn't like Cisco like you said, uh, being so angry all the time and um, a lot of, a lot of those dark turns for all the characters. So I think it's in a much better place now. And 
It'll be interesting to see what House Avatar escapes. Um, they almost hinted around maybe like there's some kind of like somehow Flash helps create Savitar. Maybe, maybe not. And maybe there's something to the identity of who Savitar is, which I didn't even think about until he's Prometheus. He's Prometheus. They are the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how they get solved if they can save him or not. And uh, it's definitely still probably my favorite show of them all, and and you know consistently at least, and mm-hmm. um, has has done really well. Maybe Savitar is just mixy having a laugh. <laughs> Could be. Like, ha ha, I'm going to kill Iris. This one. Now That's Carl cool. will love me. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, go it didn't, didn't work out on that earth, so let's uh, just go, yeah. go over this earth and create Savitar. <laughs> right. Or he, or he could go for the Kara in this earth, I guess, if there is one. Yeah. I don't know. Is there one? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I guess, is there a Krypton on that? In every? I don't know. It's all confusing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I guess we'll get to the episode. Uh, this is the uh, season three, episode 13, Attack on Gorilla City, uh, written by Aaron Helbing and David Cobb. Uh, Helbings, which I never know if they're um, brothers or cousins or what. Do you know Aaron and somebody else Helbing? Todd Helbing? No. I know, anyway. Nope. But anyway, they're, they're two of like, the main people who do The Flash now. They're actually, any, generally anything they do, they write is usually really good. I've, uh, I've watched other stuff they've done. They're very good writers. Um, so, uh, so in this, well, so uh, picking up from where the last episode left off, uh, Jesse or Jesse Quick. I love Jesse. The name's terrible. Um, I like her character a lot. Though. Not very good she for She spent in from Earth 2 and um, told Wally that, you know, Harrison, her, Harrison Wells, her father, uh, got kidnapped by Grodd and took him to some uh, gorilla city, basically. Uh, so then, uh, so basically, Barry and Caitlin and Cisco and Julianda Jones, as I'll call him, because he was dressed as Indiana Jones, uh, <laughs> um, who some, for some reason was super excited about the Planet of the Apes idea that he kept referencing. Um, so those four went to Earth 2 uh, to try to rescue uh, Harrison, you know, Ju- uh, Jesse's father. And, uh, you know, then uh, I won't go to it, I guess. But, you know, they got captured by Grodd. And he's hanging out with all the other, I guess, sentient gorillas, right? Because in, in Earth 2, there's all these gorillas that have uh, sentience and uh, are very smart and stuff. Uh, and then, you know, uh, Barry gets to fight. What's his face? What's Sala? Sala? Who? What? <laughs> what's, the <guy? laughs> what's the guy's name? The main gorilla? It's Avatar. <laughs> no. <he's... laughs> Solomon? 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 No. Solomon? I don't know. That's, that's Solomon Grundy. That's not... That's... <laughs> Oh my God! No. Does anybody remember his name? You're close. I don't remember. So, so, I, I, Solazar. I don't know. Solazar. Help me out in the chat, folks. I'm dying here. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, main gorilla dude. Um, so Barry basically Grodd manipulates Barry to take him out because Grodd wants to be the leader of the gorillas, right? Um, and then he, what does he want their help for? To uh, Solovar. Solovar. Thank Solivar. you. I was yeah. close. Solovar. Um, and Grodd, well, Grodd supposedly wants they're like he free, they're afraid the humans right are going to attack them or something, and he's trying to say like, well, I won't, uh, we won't ever attack you if you help me out. Uh, so that's kind of the gist of the episode. Uh, there's a B storyline with uh, Jesse and Wally, and very a lot of awkward romantic stuff going on there. Uh, 
And uh, I think that covers most of it, right? I think those two kids are moving too fast. Ha. Ah. <laughs> hey, that's not the joke. We're the legends. <laughs> Should work that in. So anyway, um, I thought this again. I thought uh, this is a quite. This is a good episode. It's very solid. I thought. Uh, I was excited for you know the whole Gorilla City thing, Gerard, because I actually think he's a really cool character. Oh, yeah. Um. So I thought overall they they, they handled it quite well. Um, I always dig it when they go to Earth too. Uh, I think that's cool. Like I said, I love that version of Harrison Wells. He's my favorite. Um, I like Jesse a lot. Uh, I like the relationship between Jesse and Wally. Actually, I think it's very adorable. I actually, it's a relationship I actually would like to see. Uh, most of the relationships on these shows I don't want to see, to be honest with you. <laughs> so it's nice to see one I really do want to see. Um, near the end, or uh, when Harrison Wells and HR, and there's a hilarious interaction I feel between those two versions of Harrison Wells. It just, it's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, so I don't know, overall, I think it, it was quite good. Uh, it was well written and well done. I, I do have a couple minor things, but I'll, I'll see what you guys think. Marks, what did you think? Um, you know, I really liked your dialogue. Um, <laughs> you know, Julian's like, you're going to Planet Apes. No, I'm not going to Planet Apes. You're going to Planet Apes. Or the I live for danger line that he said a few times. Uh, I love when HR was like, was talking to the to Wally and Jesse and like, see, I'm the romance genius and stuff like that. And he looked over at his, his Earth 2 double and he's like, he's going to be so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, love the super smart apes, you know, and Grill Grodd's a great, great villain. Uh, the arena fight was awesome. It was pretty epic uh, superhero type fight. And, um, I like that Gypsy's apparently back. I'm curious to see what you know how that she works into it. I really like Gypsy a lot. I think she was a really cool character. Um, oh, her and, uh, sorry, her her dynamic with Cisco, I love. Oh yeah, for sure. And it was cool that they you know Gypsy's from the comic books and she's very different in the comic books. Um, and uh, it was neat that they made that connection with the vibe powers and stuff. Um, and you know I'm. <laughs> So the idea that Africa looks like Vancouver, uh, yeah. I, I know that's something they couldn't help too much with, you know? So they, I, li I like how they just kind of like tried to make that a joke being like, I guess, you know, uh, or me didn't happen on earth two or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so I liked a lot. The only thing that I had critiques on, I guess, is nitpicking. Is uh, I was I thought Flash's superhuman metabolism would would give him some resistance to a drugging like that, um, but it seemed like it didn't really help him at all compared to everybody else. Technically, it should, but you could say I suppose Grodd is so intelligent he would take into account for that, It'd give him a, a super dose maybe or something. Yeah, and then um, you know, and I'm a little confused about how their powers got dampened. Um, they said it wasn't probably the bars or the cage, but it seemed like it, it, was. Like a mental, it was like a mental suppression they were doing on them. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, so, but maybe they'll explain that later. It's not really that important either way, but that's my little nitpicks logic wise. That's like super nitpicky compared to legends, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Danielle, what about, what do you think? Uh, I think my only nitpick is the relationship between uh, Kid Flash and Jesse Quick. I, it, you know, it was so weird because the way that they left it off, it was like really nice. And, you know, the whole, I think it's just the cliche of like, oh, sorry, I didn't call you, you know, I'm busy. But she has a good reason to be. But um, I think because that, that relationship had died so much, um, 
that it was kind of hard to bring it back because it was so long ago that all of a sudden now it's up, up again and now it's moved so fast and it's super awkward. So that was my only problem with, with the storyline is I didn't care for the, the B storyline that I, I don't really care about them together. He is a little, Aww. he is a little cocky though too. So he is, but um, what's their name? You know, Olicity, what, what would be their name? Wessie. Wessie. <laughs> <laughs> Who who all who all out there is Wessie or Jolly? <laughs> They're both terrible. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Wessie Jolly. Well, you know what though? I mean, he is kind of cocky now because he's got the powers and stuff. But when he was first introduced, I guess last season, right? I actually really did not like him because he was such kind of a you know real chip on his shoulder. Uh, so I like him way better now that he's like he's he's what's. And I'm okay, like, because he's a super. He's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm we can do all these awesome things now. So I get why he's so excited and stuff. It's um, kind of his weakness too, uh, or f- personality flaws. He gets a little overly cocky, and it tends to, yeah, tends to hurt him. I do, like, I do agree. Like Jesse was gone for way too long, uh, so that was it's probably why it's hurting. Like why the relationship there, like why they would be together, you know. Um, I wish they brought her back more because I, I really like like her and and Harrison, like from Earth. I like both those characters oh, yeah. a lot. Um, I wanted her to stay. I, I did too. Yeah, I, I'm fine with Harrison leaving if he wanted to leave, but I I would want more Jesse Quick. I wanted both of them to stay, but yeah, I I really wanted. I really wish she had stayed. I much would rather actually have seen her be this other speedster instead of Wally. To be honest with you, we were only going to have one more yeah. besides Barry. That storyline kind of annoyed me because it was like, stop messing things up. <laughs> we have <laughs> we have other things to worry about besides <laughs> you running off for superpowers. <laughs> um, so the two things. Didn't totally work for me in this episode. You mentioned Gypsy. That actually didn't totally make sense to me. The fact that, okay, if you already had the backup plan with her, what's the whole deal with all this, the rest of the episode with just Cisco then, you know? It's kind of like, oh, by the way, I had another person here who can do the vibing. Okay, great. That was kind of like a little cop out, I felt, but I'm okay, whatever. It's fine. I can give him that. The other thing is, I didn't. And here's the thing: superhero shows that you always gotta, you always gotta suspend disbelief. I don't care how good the show is. Like I had to do it in Smallville all the time, and I love Smallville. My problem with Legends is I have to do it every single moment of that show. <laughs> Unlike with Flash, like you have to do it a couple of times, right? And I'm okay with that. It's fine. Um, I did not believe that Jesse would have stayed behind in this mission. It was her freaking father. It made no sense whatsoever. She, absolutely 100% would have gone on this mission. Right? Like, imagine this. Imagine if it was Barry's father, right? And he was still, and he had to go save her. You imagine anybody telling Barry, no, you're staying behind, Barry. We're going to take care of this. Yeah. Absolutely not. He would never have done that, right? And so I don't dig that, that they like, I know they did it because they wanted to do the, the storyline with her and Wally, right? I get it, but it, logically it made no sense for her character. No, it didn't. It'd be nice to have two speedsters when you're going to go face an army of gorillas. Now, maybe another thing. Maybe they're like, we only want to have Barry be the one, you know, obviously in the storyline. So we can't have too many speedsters here. <laughs> well, because he took a backseat in the last episode, too, because Wally was more forefront with trying to save the day. Mm-hmm. And, and he kind of was, I guess this was his shining moment again to come back and, and be the Flash. Right. You get the arena fight against the giant gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If anyone gets the fight against the gorilla, it's Grant Gustin, the Flash, <laughs> not Wally. Um, yeah. All right, but yeah, no, but overall, I think it was a cool episode, and of course, it's going to continue next week with Attack on Central City. Is that one's called where 
the girl, all the Karan and all those gorillas are obviously are going over to Earth One. So that'll be a big battle, it looks like. Not yeah. sure, but we will get to see all Jesse, Wally, and uh, uh, Barry all be speeding around. Yeah, that'll be cool. Did you guys dig um, how I actually kind of thought this was pretty cool where they had, you know, in multiple times they had either Harrison or Cisco or Grodd or, would take control of their minds, like, and have them speak through them. I actually thought that was kind of cool. He would speak through them, you know? It is cool. I, I didn't understand why he would do it, and then he would walk, he would always walk in. Right, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> the only really rational I put behind it is, like, he was walking from a far away, and he wanted to start talking to them, and then he came in and started talking to himself. It's like, I'm impatient. I'll go ahead and possess this guy and start the conversation. <laughs> that's the only logical explanation. <laughs> well, you know, like, if you're on a phone with somebody, you're talking, then you come in the door, you're like, okay, now I'll just talk to you in person. <laughs> I don't know. I still we'll go that. That. Sure. <laughs> we did it like every time, too. It's just like. <laughs> well, look, he's a busy guy. He's always going all over the complex yeah. to make getting stuff done, you know? He's the leader. <laughs> Grodd is very cool, though. And I think they do a good job with him. And the CG is very good as well, by the way. I feel. Oh, yeah. It's great. Can I, I, think just... I think they need to have like Gorilla Grodd, King Shark, and Cheetah team up. It would be like the, the animal game. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so I, I King Shark, but have they had Cheetah in what Legends? Have they had her? No. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. That'd be cool. King King Shark was really cool. That was a cool episode. I can't believe they actually did that that well. The Jaws feel. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh gosh. I, apparently, it cost a lot of money though for that. Oh, I bet it did. So uh, that episode. Must that looked been. actually really good. Like that's so easy to make look terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they're gonna have an army of gorillas attacking a city. You know. Yeah. It's a lot. And King Shark, Patty Spivett was in that episode, right? Mark, Patty Spivett is like pretty, one of my, pretty much yeah, my all-time favorite character in Flash. Really? Patty Spivett? Yeah, well, Mark's like, oh, you didn't like, oh, dude, oh, my God. I can't tell you, I like, I love Patty Spivett so much. She was just adorable. She liked geeky stuff. I honestly think Barry and her were the perfect relationship. I so wish they stayed together. And I knew they were never going to, and they had her leave for some nonsense reason. Um because of her iris, but at least she didn't get paralyzed. Because <laughs> <Yeah, so> <laughs> it wasn't Arrow, it wasn't Oliver. Thank God. Oh no, I love, I adored Pat Patty, and I adored their relationship. I thought they were the most cutest thing ever. They were. I'm. I, yeah, I they... hate that she left. Did you know? Oh, Daniel, did you not like their relationship as much? Or I mean, I did. They were like dorks, but I felt like they were they were better as a friend dynamic. I don't know. I don't. I didn't really like. Pat. I like Iris West and Barry Allen to get together. Oh, okay. See, I've never been that. I know it's gonna I... happen because of the comics. I've never been that into that. I'm. I love them together, and I love love their dynamic. So I think right. I'm just biased when it comes to that. Okay. Well, I'm okay if Patty stayed around as a friend too, because they can still be dorks as friends together. But I mean, if Car ever shows up, you know, I'll be all for that. Oh, you're like Iris, get out of here! <laughs> I'll kick Iris to the side. <laughs> you take her to the Fortress of Solitude, and leave her there. <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> all right. Cool. I guess that's it. Oh wait, we got to do ratings for Flash, right? Uh, we're doing yes. lightning bolts. Uh, so I will give this episode. Is that your lightning <laughs> bolt effect? <laughs> Very impressive. They should use that as the foley for the, the show. They should, yes. <laughs> uh, I will give this four lightning bolts. I think this is a good episode. Danielle? Uh, I'm going to give this four lightning bolts because I think five is going to come up in the next one. Oh, all right, you're saving it. Okay. I'm, I'm saving it. Yeah, I'm definitely... Okay. Give it a four. I'm not, maybe even four and a half because I think this had everything you like in a Flash episode, short of like 
the big change, you know, big changes that might happen in like a season finale or, or premiere. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. All right. Hey, there you go. Four is across the board and four and a half even. All right. Cool. All right. So that's, I guess, hey, that's all the shows there, folks. Uh, oh, boy. So we did. Well, all right. So this was, I guess, the DC two hour action two hour show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but just well, because we had to do season recaps tonight. So the other ones will, won't be as long as this. Uh, but thank you no. for sticking around. Thank you, Mr. Mate and, and uh, Carrie for being in the chat and everyone who's watching a post. I know a lot of you are probably watching this thing called the Oscars. So hopefully you're going to check us out and post. Uh, next week, we will not be against the Oscars. So that's good. Uh, yeah. uh, so we'll be back uh, next Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, to talk about the new episodes next week. And uh, and we'll keep doing that as they do new episodes for the rest of the season. And let's see, tomorrow night, Marks and I will see you at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern as well for our Dungeons & Dragons Monday Night Mayhem episode. So we always have fun playing that. And then uh, in a couple weeks from now, uh, we're going to debut a new game on Monday nights called The Strange. Mark, since you're going to be the game master in that, and you suggested, do you want to tell people briefly what that is? <clears throat> yeah, so The Strange is about, um, let's see how to explain it. Due to like a leftover alien technology thing, um, this, this leftover te- alien technology called The Strange that exists in dark matter uh, creates these pocket dimensions um, that are sort of like at least in part, inspired by fiction and, and belief. So there's all these different dimensions that exist that um, represent different genres or represent uh, characters like Sherlock Holmes or War of the Worlds and such. And there are certain people that have the, the spark that know that this exists and that are able to travel to these different worlds. Um, and when they travel to these different worlds, they... Uh, they translate or transform and get different abilities based on whatever the rules of reality are there. So like your, your modern day earth doesn't have magic, but you pop into a fantasy world and suddenly you can get magic, for example. And it's all done by a really cool uh, role-playing game system called Cypher, developed by Monty Cook, who's a very well-known game designer. And it's really kind of rules lightish, so it's really story friendly. And, um, and the whole setting's full of really imaginative settings and, and plot lines uh, that should be really fun. Awesome, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to start playing this. So we're, we're gonna all today, every other week, we're gonna do D&D one week and then Strange uh, the other week, folks, on Monday nights. Uh, and it'll make a lot more sense in Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> one last uh, step. And then uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, we have Super Geeked Up at 11 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and uh, we got two more episodes uh, to go in this current season uh, so please join us for that and uh, actually you can see uh, Mo Marks was on this l- last week's episode as a guest co-host right and then yep. two episodes ago I think right Danielle you you were on uh, yep. so you can see her there with Dan yes Tidy Whitey's uh, was the topic <laughs> of conversation <laughs> uh, all right let's give some uh, let's let's share some links out for everybody here so uh, Danielle where, 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 tell people what else you do with Angst and Nerd and stuff and where they can check it out you can check out Angsty Nerd uh, on my Twitter page at, at angsty underscore nerd and also my website at angsty nerd. You can also check out No Ordinary Nerd if you want to learn more about Tidy Whities with Dan. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> our, our Who podcast, doesn't, yeah. Our podcast episode. Um, and Wednesday is also very special for us. Um, we're launching our campaign, hashtag fight the stigma, to raise money for mental illness awareness and also Glenn Close's uh, charity bring change to mind. So we'll be selling t-shirts on represent.com 
and we'll have a video that we'll post on our new YouTube page uh, for No Ordinary. That's awesome. Cool. That's very cool. Uh, definitely a, um, send me something to remind me to, uh, so I can mention it on Super Geek Up on Wednesday since that's when you're launching it. So I shall. Awesome. That's great. Excuse me. And Marks, where can they find you? So you can keep track of me, uh, any of my filmmaking work or uh, authorship type work, and <laughs> <laughs> over at markspile.com. And uh, also, and also the podcast I co-host called Jean Entertainment is over there too, where we interview different filmmakers and writers and such. And, um, and you can also find me on Twitter at Mr. Marks. All right. Uh, all the stuff we do, folks, you can find at supergeekedup.com. So all the shows I talked about are up there um, at supergeekedup on Twitter, of course. Please give a subscription on YouTube if you haven't yet, youtube.com slash supergeekedup. And uh, my Super Knocked Up series, which is so we talked about a lot about superhero shows today. If you dig superhero shows, uh, I did one which is a comedy about a supervillain gets pregnant by her superhero nemesis. Uh, we did two seasons. We had a lot of fun with it. Season two just uh, a couple, few days ago went up on Amazon. So you can watch both seasons one and two now on Amazon for free. You don't have to be an Amazon Prime subscriber. Anybody can watch it for free. Uh, if you go to supergeekedup.com, right in the homepage, there's a big link to the Am where you can watch it on Amazon. And that would help, help us out. Uh, if we get enough views, maybe we can do season three. Uh, and uh, please leave a nice rating comment if you can, if you dig it when you watch it there as well. That'd be great. All right, cool. Uh, thank you guys, everyone. Thank you very much for uh, joining us for our premiere episode here of DC Action Hour. Uh, well, hopefully, you'll see you next week. We'll do some more uh, talking about all these shows. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, we, oh, I need to come up with a, a tagline for the end of the show. I just realized I have them for all the other shows. I don't know what we should do. But anyway, I guess. Don't call us heroes, call us legends. Oh, no. Get out of here. That's the worst. All right. So, yes, we'll find. All right. So, everybody, go be legendary. We'll see you next week. Oh, God.